0: (laughs) turns out, he's still
1: blind! (laughs) Speaking of dumb shit, welcome to Big Damn Cast! I'm Big Damn Klaus. I am Big Damn Matt. And we have got... Things of which to speak. Uh, we've got our Alien Covenant review coming up shortly. Oh, you
0: lucky buggers! You're you're swipes. We're also going to be
1: finishing our Alien recap because we've got some uh, some filth, some good some stuff, filth. and some baffling shit to talk yeah, about. I'm going to rub it all over you. Plus, uh, it's a good way. <laughs> I'm glad I prepared. Not me in too. a sexy
2: way, though. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a qualified masseuse.
1: All oh, right, yeah, that's the excuse we all use. I don't do happy <laughs> endings. <laughs> Ah, there's this week's title. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I've got a better one. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, discuss uh, this. Plus, we've got your emails as well. toward the end, we'll talk about uh, the shit you always want to talk about, which is this week's doctor. <clears throat> <clears throat> but first, I feel sick. Why do you feel sick? I feel sick because two significant preludes dropped in the last couple of days. One makes me feel good, and one makes me feel. We didn't say a word there because we showed a tiny little um, <laughs> visual, a little, a little picture that somehow we feel. Uh, I, I, I still can't find the emoji for someone being violently sick. Uh, I, I think that's into enough. a child's eyes. I think
2: it, it, um, evoking that reaction in me is. <laughs> it, it doesn't have that capability. It's not. You were
1: buzzing until we finished watching it, I and mean, then no, you just, you, it was like your soul had no. been smacked in the face. No.
2: It was so um, strange. Uh, mm.
1: Well, let's, let's 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 talk about the good one. Yeah, let's talk about the good. let on the seesaw of terror. Let's talk about the good one, which is War on the Planet of the Apes. War for the planet. Is it of the War apes. for the Planet of the Apes? War
2: for the Planet of the Apes.
1: Warsaw, the Planet of the Apes. Probably, which is, which will be a, a Worcestershire source on the Planet of the Apes. Yes, they're fighting for Source. It, it'll be a callback to
2: Battle for the Planet of the Apes.
1: Will it? Yeah,
2: because that's one of the old Battle of the Apes. Planet of the Apes films. Is it? Yes. Yes, it is. So, of the planet? Planet of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Conquest of the Planet of the
1: Apes. Oh? Battle for the Planet of the Apes, I think. And then Tim Burton presents The Fuck Is This of the Apes. Tim
2: Burton's. Planet of the Apes with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch.
1: What? No. The funky bunch. So here's the important part. Yeah. This is the third movie in this trilogy. Yeah. Matt Reeves directing. Yeah. Does it look good? Yeah. You all right there? No. Are you a serial mascot or something now? No. Eat your flakes, kid. Oh. Eat your ape flakes, or I'll eat you. Um, <laughs> it's just a terrifying giant ape <laughs> with a bowl of cereal. It's like it's like um, thinking the monkey from uh, Cocoa Pops has gone rogue. Yeah, what is that monkey called? Is he Cocoa? Is he Cocoa? I don't know. I don't know. Write your letters and answers in on the postcard. From Cocoa Pops. What the hell is that monkey called? And would he rather have a bowl of Cocoa Pops?
2: Yeah, probably. probably. I mean, you would rather have a bowl of nature Choco Krispies.
1: Oh, God, you remember that?
2: Yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? I'd rather have a bowl of Choco Krispies. But anyway, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, in this in this movie, uh, the brave noble ape tries to get a crocodile in a waistcoat away from his cereal. And uh, that's pretty much it. Looks good. No, ten the... out of ten. War. <laughs> War for the Planet of the Choco
0: Krispies. So um, yeah, this looks all right. I mean, Caesar's looking I'm old and, and haggard, and he is. No, he's
1: looking, he's looking worn out and stressed he's more looking than anything. Broken, yeah. He's a broken man. He's, ape. Ape. he's, he's a, a man. broken
2: ape after the events of the last movie. Yeah. But and um, you know, the apes were trying to build their civilization in peace, and the, those pesky humans just keep trying to kill
1: them. Yeah, because well, the last one was about like there was conflict, wasn't there? Yeah, but... and they almost re- they started
2: working together.
1: Yeah. And then, Co- was it, it was Cobra? Cobra. So, like, yeah. Toby it, conflict. Character. Yeah. It was, um,
2: yeah. And it looks like this just sparked into full-on war
1: from that. It's got to the point where humanity has just decided look, their disease is what's started to kill us off, so we're just going to kill them because if they're the next step, we refuse to let it happen. Um, which makes no sense to me. No. Okay. But led by Woody Harrelson's delightfully psychotic-looking character, mm. who uh, sort of, it looks like this, villain, this series has its second villain. Which is something I never really thought would happen based on the first one. The first one is this weirdly touching sci-fi cautionary tale. Yeah. And then the second one was a sort of scary sci-fi action movie with a bad guy monkey in it. Sorry, ape. And then... Racist. This one is (laughs) apist. Apist. Uh, No, no, hang on. No, wait. None of that. No. Um, Whereas this one, again, sort of looks similar, but the the tables have turned. It's more about like... Can we get along? No, too late. The humans have already turned against us and they're being led by a nutter. Humans were the real monsters all along! (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like a direct line adversary. Humans were the real monsters all along. (laughs) (laughs) Presenting a
0: cautionary tale!
1: Monkey Dust presents Wolf with a moral the center! Starving Peter Dixon as Caesar! <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> no! He says as he stares out Tom Felton. Apes together! Strong! <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> But I like, I like this trailer. I, it sort of feels like th- this franchise has gone uh, a route of being a bit less um, attention-seeking. Like it almost feels like the second one and this one have come out with relatively little fanfare compared to most blockbusters and franchises. Yeah, but it's not the hype machine that surrounds it in the same way there is for yeah
2: everything else.
1: But that that was sort of the, the, the same with the first one as well. With, yeah, with, with um, it kind of came out with, nowhere. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So. Rise, Dawn, War. Looks like we've got a pretty solid trilogy. Can't wait to see it.
2: Are we getting actual Planet of the Apes? With the is the ship going to come
1: back? That would be cool. Yeah, because it's a news report, isn't it? In the first one, mm. so they set up the events of of you know the story we know. I we talked about this before. Like, I think how they should do it is there should be a definitive end to Caesar's story, which should be this movie. In this, they film. shouldn't do another. Well, not with Caesar, at least. Yeah. Well, maybe Caesar, I, I not like. There's only so many times you can tell the story of I'm trying to get along and it's not happening. Leave us alone. Like, there's only so many times you can yeah, do that yeah, yeah. before you've got to get to the point where the apes are now the dominant species, full outright. They're not like a village or a society. They 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 have the planet. So you've got a time hop. May as well time hop a couple hundred years into the future, as your you know wormhole misled shuttle crash lands on a suspicious planet the difference this time is if you remake planet of the apes you've earned it by this point because you'll have done three solid movies that have made us go we like how you guys tell stories yeah um i think we'll welcome a remake of it as well after the last one was so obviously missing the point of it that ending though wasn't Ugh. that ending just great yeah that was a great when I, yeah when i read it in chasing dot was
2: a, that was a great modern twist on um on
1: the classic Ending of Planet of the Apes. Oh god! But that's the thing. This time we'd be going into Planet of the Apes film knowing the twist ending. So I think if you're remaking it, you don't do the twist like in the traditional sense. You don't to have fair, your, you don't have your human character be the protagonist. To be fair. <gasps> oh shit! What if the remake is from the apes' point of view instead? Uh, that would be cool. That would be pretty cool because then it's it would be a parallel. Quick, Chris, of watch to the to bit out of the podcast and start writing it. <laughs> we'll shop it. It's a Fox movie, right? Oh, fuck Fox. They'll, they'll cancel the meeting. Yeah. They'll cancel the meeting and then get rid of all footage. Um, that's never happened. Bastards. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I say that. The majority of the things we're going to be talking about in this week's pod of Oh, no. Damn so it. So much Fox. Well, that's all right. There are other movie studios out there, Matt. Like? Like Sony. Sony are good eggs, right? Sony Pictures... Animation? Yeah, oh shit! What are so? they made that's good? Well. Actually,
0: both
2: declared with a the with *The Chance of Meatballs movies are pretty damn good. Yeah,
1: yeah, not bad. And, um, There's a leak in the boat. <laughs> God. <laughs> but Sony have released the trailer, the first full trailer for their latest animated feature. Which is out relatively soon, isn't it? It's
2: too soon. Oh, God.
1: It's unavoidable at this point. So. It's inevitable. When we first spoke about this on the. Podcast, the movie was already happening, but I remember us talking about it IRL, as the kids say. Um, the about kids a year don't prior.
2: Anymore. They just use little weird faces. That's true.
1: About a yeah. year prior, we talked about there being an emoji movie being in the works. Yeah. Not yeah. too long ago, this time last year, so just under a year ago, I remember us talking about it in one of our early episodes. We brought it up. Yeah, because it, we knew it was definitely happening at this point. Some of the cast had been like mentioned, because specifically pa- Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart being a poop as the poop emoji. Ugh. Because of and course. then just after Christmas, a teaser trailer came out. Yeah, which I avoided like the plague. But you saw uh, it's just emojis in boxes. Oh god, that's all it is. Now the full trailer's out. Yeah, if you've ever seen Inside Out, yeah. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. And I would argue to a degree, Osmosis Jones. Yep. Although that is a shit version of Inside Out from before Inside Out coming out, but still. Yep. If you've seen any of those three things... Hell, the schools, the Beano comic book strip. If you've seen any of those things where it's about a society of people living inside a greater body to serve something outside, be it a human life that they are operating, or... You know, like uh, an audience that they're playing to or whatever. If you've ever seen that story before, you're not seeing anything new with the Emoji movie. It looks like the premise basically is there are families of emojis If you've that live to be an emoji in a text. If you've ever seen any kid's film
2: from the last 20 years, mm. whose plot centres on... A young member of this society (laughs) trying to find his purpose because he doesn't fit into the same box as everyone else.
1: Literally. In this society. Literally. You've seen the emoji movie. I use that word very sparingly. And
2: there's there's probably going to be songs. Mm. There's a bunch of celebrities doing the voices. And it looks fucking dreadful. Yes. Just
1: fucking dreadful. Dreadful. As we talk about this, the because here's the thing: a lot of studios don't tend to release their own trailer directly on their own YouTube channel nowadays. They yeah. will put it out to other media outlets first, and then they'll release their version. Uh, more commonly, this has been happening since last March, after Sony posted the Ghostbusters 2016 trailer, and it was the most downvoted like video of all time. Um, it's not a good trailer. Movie was it's right. a terrible trailer. It's a freaking god awful trailer. The movie's fine. The trailer's not good. Yeah, the movies. Fine, it's fine. <laughs> the trailer was absolutely dreadful, and this is a case of Sony have put it out through other people first, so that ho- hundreds of thousands and millions of views have already happened for this trailer in the last twenty four hours elsewhere, and then Sony have posted it themselves. As of the recording of this podcast, the Sony trailer has just breached the eight hundred thousand views, and it is at least ninety percent thumbs down, ten yeah, percent thumbs up because it looks shit. It it looks Patrick Stewart. And I'm sad that that's in context. It looks patronising. So, Emoji's the meh emoji, and he, he feels other emotions other than just meh. Well, how long are they going to sustain that in the movie? Where the other emo- emojis are going to be like, oh, we're all one thing, but then as the story progresses and the script calls Ugh. for it, they make other gestures and act in different ways. Whoa. So he's rejected when he accidentally makes the wrong face in a text. I can't believe i'm saying this i can't so then he gets rejected to much. a, a place honest. where unused emojis live including james corden's high five I emoji i can't i don't don't and apparently the eggplant emoji in what's i guess supposed to be a riff on the fact it's a commonly used adult joke penises but, Chris. but, Cox! in the world of your emojis, that wouldn't make sense because surely that would be out there all the time. It's a child's phone, though. It is indeed a child's phone, but come on, like let's be brutally honest. Kids copy memes that they see elsewhere. Oh, even if they don't memes? know, even if they don't know. Now, now, I saw in the comments someone said, like, if this was a meme movie, I'd oh, be interested. God. No, I would hate that. No, I would hate that. <laughs> But at the same time, at least with that, there could be some kind of base creativity where you go, we're going to use these memes subtly within the context and tell a story. Whereas with this, you've gone, we're going to tell a story using a graphic of a smiley face. No! But there are memes in there. Someone says, bye Felicia, and misses the point. Oh, no! Um, no! This looks, this looks abysmal. It looks absolutely abysmal. And it's a shame because Sony there is still some creativity out there at Sony. There are lots of terrible decisions being made. We're talking exclusively about Sony Sony Pictures. Yeah. Um, like, games why gaming division-wise... They're still they're making do- some questionable, questionable doing- decisions, but they're doing all right. Oh, yeah, but, like, they're not doing anything that makes people sort of, like, tear their hair out in, like, frustration and anger. It's more like, wait, what? They're not, like, Nintendo levels of the fuck are you doing, guys? <laughs> Um they're not early Xbox One levels of Are you fucking kidding guys? Are you fucking kidding me. Like they're they doing pretty well over there. Like VR technology, they're sort of one of the full like you know, better sellers. Like they, they sort of know where they're going. Music wise, the record company, they're doing great stuff as they always do, they're making bank, la la la. They're bank. They're making don't bank. trust the
2: record labels. I'm not signed up. Don't trust the record labels. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him.
1: Alright. Stop. Stop. What was the last Sony film you watched where you actually really liked it? That is a really big statement. And it might be tough to remember, to be honest. I, the, the I only actually one, don't recall. The only one that comes to mind for me, and I didn't. it didn't change my world, but I had fun, was Goosebumps last spring, which was a kid's movie. A live-action kids movie based off... Of, like, a live-action kids movie made way too late. But was still basically gremlins for kids. For younger kids. And mm-hmm. I had fun with it. I, I can't think of anything else. that A Sony movie that hasn't disappointed me or upset... Skyfall, maybe? Back in 2012? Skyfall was pretty good. But yeah. even then, Sony's only the distributor of the James Bond movies. Not the... They don't make them. Yeah. So... Yeah. Eh... Homecoming might be nice, but again, distributor, not the ones making it. Yeah. It's so odd. I yeah. Mean, they make the weirdest decisions. They do make. Just like Fox.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: Christ. So um, you know let's, let's move off of this Patrick Stewart show. And again, I can't believe that's in context. It makes me so sad. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something.
0: Anything, anything else. else. Let's talk about video games. So, as some of you
1: may know, there we game Sorry, that's the full title now of this. site am terrible. As some of you may know,
2: Marvel Heroes Omega, which is which has been a free to play game on PC for years now. It started in 2014, then it got renamed in 2015, got renamed in 2016.
1: As Marvel Heroes. 2015 Marvel Heroes 2016.
2: Then it became Marvel Heroes Omega, and now it's coming to consoles. It's been in closed beta on the PS4. It will have ended by the time you hear this podcast. But I decided unless you're
1: listening to us through the window.
2: Yes, in which case, just trim those hedges, will
0: you? Yeah,
2: we We could plant them first. That'd be lovely. No, don't shit on the decking. (laughs) Um...
1: (laughs) Uh,
2: And (laughs) yeah, it's been in closed beta, so if you. Put in some money. If you want to put some money down and get a Founders Pack, then you get access to the closed beta. And I decided to do that two days before the closed beta closes and it goes to open beta. By the time you hear this podcast, it'll be an open beta.
1: Um, we're all open betas, really.
2: And it'll be free to play. And basically, it's... They took Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance. The, the games took, from the 2000s that were pretty decent on PS2 and PS3. Yep. Yeah, and they took um, Diablo.
1: Not my old mate
2: Diablo. Diablo, and that sort of dungeon crawl everything. All right, and you. they sort of mashed them together, made them kiss, <laughs> and then you popped a baby out, and it's and its uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. It's all right. It's pretty good fun. It's got couch co-op. You can play with up to five people online in your party. Basically, the way it works is, so it's free to play. You can play any of the characters up to level ten. Yes, and then you have to buy them if you want to carry on. Yeah. You can buy them in two ways. So would the
1: game just finish then when you get to level ten. You can't or... level up anymore.
2: Right, okay, gotcha, You keep yeah. going, but you can't level up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um
2: so there's two ways to unlock the characters. You can either buy them with real money, which is a currency called G's, which you buy with real money, like any free to play game, there's a there's a pay currency. And then there's Eternity <laughs> Splinters, which drop um like every few minutes you get like one or two or three drops. Mm-hmm. Or as you play the game, so you do earn them. I've I've put like maybe four or five hours into the game, and I've got thirty odd, forty odd. Okay. Um. But you get enough splinters from completing the tutorial to buy most characters. To buy one of most of
1: the characters, yeah, it's like the, the they, most, most of the ones that are available, you have a you have a pick of them.
2: You get four hundred splinters from the tutorial. Most characters cost four hundred. Okay. Some of them cost two hundred. Some of the more popular ones cost six hundred. Mm-hmm. So, like Spider, Wolverine, Iron Man, Rocket, um, Deadpool. Uh, I think that's it. They cost like six hundred between Splinters. so okay. you can't buy them straight away.
1: Who's on like the two hundred tier? Two
2: hundred tier is like Angela, Squirrel Girl, Nova. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has any relation to their power, that like how strong they are. Um, and then everyone, near pretty much everyone else is four hundred. Okay. A spinners splinters, uh, and they they fall in between like nine hundred to twelve hundred G, which the pay currency. I think it's like seven quid for for twelve hundred G or something. So you're looking at paying spending less than a tenner for for a carriage if you want to
1: buy them outright. With That's not. I mean, considering the game's free. That's not too bad. There's if all... if, you're, if you're looking to pick a character, like, I want to play as them. And you get to try, but you can earn
2: Eternity Splinters to just buy as many characters as you yeah. want. It'll just take your time.
1: So I, I, think the, I think that's the thing to say. A free-to-play game, I, I, I think it's fine if the money you're going to possibly invest in it isn't unreasonable. Costumes you have to buy with real money. Yeah. Which I, I, I kind of get, yeah. Because um, that, are... that, is, that is essentially
2: customization. It's, and there are it's, some, it's pretty. There are some enhanced costumes that will change uh, voice acting and other bits and pieces. In some cases, it'll even change the character. So Wicked from, yeah. uh, oh, Vader, shit, from yeah. The Avengers isn't his own character. He's an enhanced costume for Scarlet Witch. That's pretty cool. So but basically, it's, it basically Wiccan,
1: it's like the baseline of that character. For example, obviously, could exist through another character's makeup, yeah. similar to what's going on with the Injustice One lately. Like if you buy the deluxe version, you get Supergirl, yeah. and you can change Supergirl into Power Girl, but you complete with own, complete with similar move set, but like different graphics and voice actor and costume. It and means animation. it means you have to pay real money if you want to play as Wiccan. Yeah, you
2: can't you can't unlock Wiccan through normal play. Okay. You have to unlock Scarlet Witch and then pay real money to get the Wiccan costume. Okay. And the same goes for Jane Foster. Thor. Like, female Thor is an enhanced costume of Thor.
1: I will say um, this. At least they're not doing that to, like, just play as Spider-Man or Wolverine. For no, time. no, no. Like, Spider-Man... That would be heinous. Yeah. Like, to, to take away massive characters that people definitely want to play as and do that. That would be pretty freaking heinous. Yeah. <laughs> to do it to more specified ones, like... Again, like, you might feel a bit... If you're a Young Avengers fan, you might feel cheated that the only way you can get Wiccan is to pay money. But there aren't any other
2: Young Avengers in the game.
1: But also, you so, didn't pay any money to play the game, uh, so yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, I don't mind free to play well,
2: charging.
1: Yeah, but I you... bought
2: the, the PlayStation Plus exclusive Founders Pack, which gives you War Machine and both his costumes. Oh shit! Yeah. Which is his default initiative costume and the Civil War movie one.
0: Oh cool! Um, uh,
1: complete with uh, walking <laughs> stick. Oh, <laughs> um, the, 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 I, War Machine's pretty it's just cool. Don Cheadle with crutches. War Machine has the costume.
2: War Machine's pretty boss. He's got like. Um, He's got flamethrowers, and mm. chainsaws, and laser swords, and Fuck. gun turrets. That's a pretty good one, actually. Is that a
1: PlayStation Plus thingy? After it um, launches, I wonder if PlayStation Plus will still have, like, a, oh, go on, you guys get, you you can buy this Most one. of
2: the free-to-play games get, like, a free PlayStation Plus starter pack. DC Universe did, and Warframe yeah. did, and Let It Die did, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So most of the free-to-play games will get, like, a, like a little PlayStation Plus starter pack. Included in that, so that'll probably give you like a bunch of like I paid fourteen quid and I got War Machine, both his costumes, well his default costume and his extra costume. Um, I got like five hundred G, which isn't enough to buy a character, but it's enough to buy or a costume even. Yeah. Um, but it's enough to like expand your inventory a couple of times and stuff like. that
1: Yeah. Um, you can tweak and customize a bit. Well, 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 that's what I'm saying. Um, like, uh, like if if say for example, Star Wars Battlefront had been free to play. Yeah. I think that Which would've would've been, been, that, that would have been, been a lot. That game, it probably should have been. Yeah, that that would have been a lot more acceptable because in free to play, you could take part in matches and basic competitions, and then if you wanted to spend fifteen quid, you could get the season pass to get specific levels that only you could get if you paid for. Blah yeah, blah, but blah. Like, that would have been worth. Like, that's why I waited for it to go down to ten quid at like, our local supermarket because like, there we go. Now I feel
2: justified in buying it. I think there's so much, there's so much depth in the free to play options on PS4. And I think this this is coming to Xbox One as well. I think, but I don't think the beta was on Xbox One. Um, that you can buy a PS4 mm-hmm. and just play, play free-to-play games and have a pretty fucking sweet time. Yeah. Because I've played a bunch of Warframe. I've played a bunch... I've still played a bunch of Let It Die. I'm sinking a bunch of time into Marvel Heroes Omega now. Um, I've dipped my toe into Neverwinter. Yeah. I'm probably going to give Skyforge a try at some point in the near future. Like, you can play a lot of stuff for free on the PS4, and some of it's pretty good, so... And yeah, it's worth checking. It's gonna be worth checking out Marvel Heroes when it when it launches free.
1: You had me at it's kind of like Marvel. It's kind Alliance. of like
2: Ultimate Alliance. It's really <laughs> scratching the itch. And me and me and my girlfriend have just been playing a bunch of it co-op local co-op. It's got two-player local co-op, and you can mix and match local and online co-op for a maximum to five players. So,
1: who've you both been playing as then? Like War Machine. Uh, I've been
2: playing as War Machine. She's been playing as Spider Man, but she's just leveled him up to ten, and I haven't got enough attorney experience to unlock him.
1: Yeah! Um. So. I think she's. Switch, you she switched to Black Panther. Okay, so but, um, so if you wanted to like continue with Spider-Man higher, level, I could just save e- up. You either have to buy him or save up Eternity Splinters over yeah. a longer period of time. I mean, they do drop fairly often. It will take you again, a while that's, to get to them, but they drop fairly often. That's, that is worth it though, if like you've got enough characters to play with. Okay, I mean, considering the long like, if caps. you've got like three or four characters, for example, by yeah. the time you've leveled them all up to ten, surely you'll have enough of Eternity Splinters or near enough. To buy one of them outright. Oh yeah, then. absolutely. So it's absolutely. worth it then, like yeah. That's... When you get
2: enough splinters from the tutorial to yeah. buy a four hundred splinter
1: character. Yeah. Outright. So that's what I like about it. So... That's what I like about free play games that are like this, where they it doesn't get to a point where you have to stop and go. Oh, I've got to wait now for it to catch up with itself. Or, Oh, I've got to repeat the same thing again and again to get to this point. They, your... to cool that, they like, give you enough time to cool down. They give you enough stuff. Yeah. They give yeah. you enough stuff to do. And at the same time, if you want to buy like a basic pack or a basic character or whatever. It's not a lot of money. No, like it's no. a reasonable amount considering you haven't paid anything to play the game. It's microtransactions, like they're you Yeah, you pay them like
2: a fiver here or a tenner there over yeah. a longer period of time, rather than buying a game for like fifty eight quid or whatever. Yeah,
1: because that's that's the thing. Um, like, I understand, I understand paywalls and microtransactions being the you know big shits and everything. But mostly microtransactions, I have a problem with on console games when it's like a fifty-five quid game. Yeah, and then you have to pay stuff. Yeah. I don't and That's where, I have, pro- that's where I have a problem with it. Yeah. That's like, like GTA Online, for example. GTA Online, big, expansive, and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend any real-world money if you don't want to, but you can. God, I've sunk hours and hours and hours into Let It Die, and I've not spent
2: a single yeah. penny on that game.
1: But at the same time, if they turn around, if the they turn around, I know, but time, if they turn around, went like, oh. Like, for four ninety nine, you can have all this extra shit and, like, a new thing, there'll be an extra, like, a story that branches off, yeah. that will be separately in the... You'd go, like, alright, I did five quid, considering I've spent hours playing this and I've not spent a penny, I'd pay five quid but for then- a bit of extra. I mean, it's a slippery slope if they then yeah. start going, do it again, do it again. Well, but this Universe does that
2: because you have to yeah. buy all the expansion packs. Yeah. The, b- the base game is free, but you have to buy all the expansion packs.
1: Yeah. How how's, how's, how is how is how gameplay wise? Have you had any story missions on Marvel Online so far on oh, no, the Omega? Yeah, it's all like the whole
2: thing is basically like it starts with the Raft outbreak.
1: Okay, oh so, brilliant!
2: Um, oh, perfect, perfect setup. Yeah. There's a shit ton of villains so you, out there so in you, the world. So you go through the Raft to close off the cells, and you fight the Living Laser, and you fight the Green Goblin.
1: Okay, um, oh, so they ch- they took out a uh, who? And yeah, oh, oh, this guy boy, boy, hey. at the same time, like Marvels um, Alliance. Yeah, you'd have like villain double teams where you're like, I have no idea who that is. But I know who that is. Yeah, bring it on! And, you, and you're working You for get Shield to learn a bit
2: more. Like the first hub area is Avengers Tower, and you go there. And oh, okay. Other players also are on the on the same server. Oh, shit, like too. So you beat you're in the Avengers stop, stop Tower. Tower at Avengers and Tower. And you're running around as your character, and then a bunch of other players are running around as well. So you've got like seven Deadpools and a couple of Icemans and <laughs> some beasts and a blade or whatever, all yeah. fucking running around. And they all say things to each other as well when you when you say hello, <laughs> like Blade. Blade set likes to say, Oh, that Iceman guy is the only guy I've ever met who can ice skate uphill. Oh that's an actual line from the game.
1: Jesus Christ. Actual line from the game. So the I don't know if like, that's brilliant or terrible, but either way it made me smile. Um, it hasn't got the enormous roster <laughs> that
2: the PC version has yet. Yeah, that's that's like, there are some good. characters that are on there that are missing, but <clears throat> it's still got a pretty fucking deep bench. Like we've got we've got we've got Blade, we've got Black Panther, we've got Black Widow, we've got Iceman, Beast, Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Magic.
0: Oh shit, um, okay.
2: We've got... Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, Angela. Nova, Angela. Um, Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Groot, uh, not not Groot yet. Not Groot yet. Rocket. Rocket, We've yes. got Rocket, and one of Rocket's powers is a Groot summon.
1: Okay, so um, Groot, Groot can pop yeah. in. Um, you get a visit from Groot.
2: Yeah, like Luke Cage is in it. And Iron Fist is in it as well, but at the moment it's a time exclusive, so you have to spend some money to get him. It'll be available okay. properly later on.
1: <laughs> not sure um, they're going to make a lot of money on that oh one at no. the moment. Um, Bad timing. Cause, um,
2: <laughs> but like one of Luke Cage's powers is an Iron Fist summon. That's see, that's on, cool. On
1: the PC version,
2: it was a Jessica. It was a Jessica Jones summon as well, but I don't think that's in this. I
1: imagine Jessica if, Jones if, is in it as an
2: NPC, and she's in the. It's in the PC version <clears throat> playable, but she's not in this yet. Daredevils
1: right, okay. in it. Um, I was gonna say, I imagine she's gonna come on come in as a playable yeah. character at some point. Iron Man, War Machine,
0: uh, <laughs>
2: Hawkeye, Hulk, all the like Avengers characters, Scarlet Witch.
1: Um, no villains yet. That's playable. I think that's fine. I think that's but, fair uh, enough. The, Considering the game's called Marvel Heroes, <laughs> I think that's a fair as they, as
2: they bring in the the, thingy, the as they bring in the, um, the the characters in the PC version we will get that. I'm pretty sure Magneto's a playable character and stuff. got mm-hmm. um, Deadpool, obviously. Um, and this, this, I haven't unlocked a lot of this stuff yet because they unlock, different features unlock at different at different character levels.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I haven't unlocked like the synergy system or anything like that yet. But there is synergy bonuses for having heroes
1: team up and things like that. And so, can you summon the ability to ice skate uphill if you're not Iceman? Not if you're not Iceman. When you get to level
2: ten, you unlock your your hero's traversal power. It's
1: mm-hmm. so like,
2: Spidey can web swing at level ten. Yeah, War Machine can start flying at level ten. Things like that.
1: Okay, that's um, quite cool. Uh,
2: so yeah, so um, that's nice as well because it feels like a progression. Deadpool rides a Vespa. <laughs> Someone's a Vespa out of nowhere. <laughs> so I've, I've been in a whole world a few <laughs> times and just seen someone riding around on a Vespa. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then they stop and it's like, oh, it's Deadpool. Of course, of course, it's Deadpool. Of course it's Deadpool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Of course it is. I hope Squirrel Girl travels on a sea of squirrels. I've not seen any Squirrel Girls yet she's, she's won the 200 tier? She's won the 200. If I
1: get 400 from my thing, I'm probably going to buy her and another 200 level character. Uh, you buy Squirrel Girl and
2: Nova <clears throat> or Squirrel Girl and Angela. I for that. Nova and, and Squirrel Girl. Why not? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> too,
0: and
2: I'm not too fussed about it at the moment because they're, prog- they're wiping everyone's progression tomorrow. Okay, it's going to be down twenty four hours. Then when it comes back up on the nineteenth, it'll be free to play. Nineteenth—that's bad timing. Yeah, that's so. the same day Justice
1: Two comes out of the United yeah. Kingdom and Europe.
2: But I'm not getting Justice Two. You're getting Justice Two. So that's oh great. my
1: God! Well, we'll meet back here next week to discuss which one is having more fun—the Marvel or the DC boy? Because we're not Marvel shells. They just know how to touch us in the right
2: play, way. I could always play some DC Universe <clears throat> online, you know, if I was a masochist. Oh god! I've really tried. I know. I've oh, yeah. tried with DC Universe Online. Like it I'm just wasn't bouncing off it.
1: It wasn't dreadful. It just didn't give enough reasons for me to stick around longer than a couple of hours. Yeah. Like, character I just, like... creation at the beginning. I had a lot of fun with that. I spent like a good hour. Yeah. I, creating a character. I love Blasthead.
2: My. So oh, what you called? My my fire my fire elemental flying superhero who has a giant hammer.
0: I fucking love Blasthead.
2: That's pretty cool. Actually, <laughs> he's got the radioactive symbol as his as his. Emblem. Not taser face. Not ta- Taser face.
0: It's um, metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> um for for strikes <laughs> For it strikes fear in the hearts of those who hear it. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. I have really tried with DC Universe online and that has been that's just been a dud for me. Well have so been able to get into it. Let
1: us traverse the universe, good sir. The universe. There are many things out there. There are many things out there. Things you could never dream of, like hammocks, omelets, unicorns with AIDS. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to talk to you
2: about the the universe of a- the unitard of aliens. Yes, the alien
1: unitard. Outside of the films. Yes,
2: we'll get back to the films. We in shall a indeed, because we'll talk about Prometheus, and then we'll tell you what we'll tell y'all. <laughs> what we thought of Alien Kavananant. 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 Um But at first I want Because I've spent some time, not just recently, like, since, since... Like, some of the earliest comics I owned were... The, since the dawn of time. Since the dawn of da- <laughs> time. Since the end of time. Um, rick goo goo um, uh, Some of the earliest comics I owned was the original... Well, one of the first trade paperbacks I ever owned was the first collection of... The Dark Horse Aliens comics, um, originally published in nineteen eighty nine by um, Mark Verheiden and Mark A. Nelson, written <laughs> <laughs> by Mark Vahedan, <laughs> has to be um, pronounced like that. Draw, drawn by Mark A. Nelson. Nelson. Um, Ooh, yeah. It's quite- and that was kind of like the first big expanded universe material for Alien. Because um, Dark Horse acquired the license in in, in the late eighties and started publishing stuff. And it's interesting because. Those first three miniseries, which were later published as Outbreak, Nightmare Asylum, and... uh, Which is a great title. Earth War, or Female War, depending on the edition. Mm -hmm. Um, They were originally a direct sequel to Aliens. So it originally followed a grown-up Newt. Okay. And a disgraced battle-scarred and shunned Hicks. With Ripley nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And the first first miniseries... They find the alien homeworld and they go off to get samples. Meanwhile, there's a religious cult has sprung up on Earth around the alien. Okay. And um one of the one of the weapons companies has managed to get their whole hands on a queen. Jesus. Oh, religious. That's gonna n- end well. The religious nutters storm the compound and Earth becomes infested. So Newton Hicks get back from this mission and Earth's been overrun. And they're like, Jeez oh Christ.
1: shit. Like, great, um, we came home. And it's more of this shit That's he, how Newt talks when she's a grown up.
2: In Nightmare Asylum they they're, they're they They um, mostly
1: come out at night
0: Asylum Um
2: <laughs> Um In Nightmare Asylum they get picked up by a an a, a research ship which is a bunch of alien specimens, so out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. And oh, then God. Ripley turns up at the end. Huzzah! So we're not with not with not one. Oh. But 17 guns taped together. Of course. Like, you know the, t- the two guns taped together in the millions? Yeah. The-, the artist did that, but like more of them. Because of it's- course. I will show you. I- I- I'm going to find you the, the <laughs> image now. See if I can find it. Because I'm sure
1: that's a practical thing. I'm sure she has 17 fingers that can reach
2: got- around all those triggers. Because I've got the first Dark Horse Omnibus in here, which collects those first three uh, series. Does she have them all connected um, by string? I will show you. I will show the image. This
1: is <laughs> I not can pull work the well twigger then. because they connected by. I means. can pull the twigger because I connected past Twing. You'll see. Look. Ladies and at... gentlemen, our special guest star, Mickey Rooney. Look at that. Oh my god. Look at that. That is like, yeah. Is that grown up Newt? That's grown up Newt. In the top right. But in this. She's very grown up. How old's Ripley meant to be? Well, she
2: looks fine. She looks well, younger but... than Newt. I can't remember what happens in the female war, by the way. So don't ask me. <laughs> um, I have read it, but I've, I've not reread it for a long time, so I've no idea what. Many happened.
1: moons. And I'm reading Ni- I'm re-reading Nightmare Asylum
2: for the first time in fucking God knows how long at the moment. So many all, moons. All I remember is Ripley's m- massive gun <laughs> from the end of it, um, and the fact she's saying, "I'm
1: tired of watching. It's time to finish." It it. Um... <laughs> and then she finishes it, she puts it down and she says, Ah, Stephen King's best work. But basically, <laughs> and then she says, right, now it's time to fight. Female War came out in ninety one. Yes.
2: Alien Three came out in ninety two. Yes. And bombs all over all of that. Dark Horses so storyline. They went back and in the new the newer editions, like the one I've got, they make edits so Hicks is now Wilkes, okay. Newt is now Billy. Survivors right. from a different mission. Okay. And Ripley is uh, synthetic with implanted memories. Of Rip Ellen Ripley. Of, of, of Ellen Ripley.
1: Because they managed to get hold of her implanted memories in her somehow. I guess. So even in that version you're reading there, they've had their names changed. Yeah. 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 That is really strange. There is the, all the trade all the
2: trade versions are that now.
1: Yeah, unless you got the original I think they did
2: do it like a thirtieth anniversary re release of the original series which has Newton and Hicks Newton and Hicks but I'm not Well really... that's
1: because they basically went right we've got three series yeah. we want to carry on telling stories but unless we scrap everything we've just done and start again yeah. let's just tinker with it instead and, and change things around carry on telling stories they did
2: there are shit tons <laughs> Absolute shit. So like that Omnibus edition I've got. There's six volumes of those. You know the Dark Horse Omnibus nice. editions which Yeah, quite...
1: they're the sort of like tiny phone book size yeah, thing. The white like, cover cool ones. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's six eight the six of those mm-hmm. for the alien series that doesn't collect all the alien stuff they've done. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> there's still more. <laughs> um, and it doesn't touch any of the alien there's two of those for Alien versus Predator, right. which again doesn't collect all the Alien vs. Predator stuff they've done. Christ. I think there's two for Predator as well. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So much. Yeah. There's so much stuff. I've, so a much. A lot of it I've not read. I've read... Some of it I've read the comics of. Some of it I've read the novel... Because he's novelised a few of them as well. Yeah. Like Labyrinth. Like Breakout and... Before you get book Yes. The Wild Wild. Wind. Breakout and Nightmare Asylum and Female War were all novelised... Um and that was where the first the novelization was the first version to change to edit uh the names <laughs> from Newton Hicks to Billion and and stuff. And then reprints of the comics, they changed it then. Um Then I've read the comic and the novelization of Genocide, which was the which was the next series after that, which is a new story about that they find a world with two different species of alien. The black ones that we know and the, the red, red ones. ones. Yeah, I've and seen like, these guys. The di- warring hives, and it also introduced the concept of royal jelly, of like which the which the which is a real thing that happens in beehives.
0: <laughs> I don't think one's ready for Juan's oh, jelly. Royal
1: jelly,
2: like in bee <laughs> in beehives, basically royal jelly is what they use to to make a larvae a queen. Yeah, and it's the same ingredients. <clears the> <throat> but then, is that
1: how you get the massive queen face hugger that's like the size of a small truck? Well, who knows i have like no that. idea what it's meant to climb onto. In on to. In, um, in, <laughs> in in the comics,
2: they they started doing Queen H- Quake f- Quaker Oats. They started doing Queen Face with with the spines on the back. Yeah, the face with that spines, um, like spikes, like a porcupine, not spines like what the Predator rips out. <laughs> um, and we're not. I'm not going to even get into Alien vs. Predator here. No. Well, I'm a little bit, but not like into that. The original Alien vs. Predator series. Yeah. And all the, the stuff that came after that. That's the original Alien vs. Predator series, by the way. Is great. It's a bit overlong, but it's really good. A lot of the stuff that came after isn't. Yeah. Um, but I'm not really going to get into that here. Uh, that's a question. That's a conversation
0: for another time. Another day. Um, uh,
2: so yeah, I've read Genocide um, and other Labyrinth is one I've read the novel of, but not the comic, which is a lot of these stories are like. There's a mad scientist with a connection to the aliens and experimenting <laughs> on aliens and someone wants to stop them experimenting on aliens. And da, 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 da. Um, What are they doing to the aliens? They're experimenting on the aliens. <laughs> and they want to do things with the aliens.
1: But then oh. someone wants to stop them experimenting like on the Rand aliens. Like Brad kissy-kissy things. Yes.
2: Um, actually, the first Dark Horse series outbreak that we've talked about is notable because it brings, it brings the space jockeys back. Oh, shit. So okay. it's got the space jockey in it. Yeah. But like, as a full-on humanoid with the big stubby arms and elephant elephant face and trunk and things like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is a space jockey. He's the mate of the person who was the pilot on the original Derelicts in the first Alien movie. And he killed all the aliens who saved us when we were on the alien homeworld trying to get it Yeah, they got the alien homeworld in this. So there's an alien
1: homeworld yeah. in the comic
2: books. And they, and they find out that the aliens aren't even the dominant species on that planet. Oh, God. Um, and then this space jockey turns up and exterminates the aliens and then follows them back to Earth. And he's like, I'm not going to help you, but I'm going to be back for the rest of your species. And then he never gets brought up again in any of the other aliens
1: stories. Because <laughs> he gets lost on the way. Yeah. He runs out of gas. Yeah, basically. And he has to get a job in a, in a, and, in a space little chef. And then Prometheus... <laughs> to earn up enough money to repair
2: his ship. Prometheus happens and again... <laughs> Just bombs that entire plot line that it was oh never gonna God get picked nice. up anyway. I wanna see,
1: um, see I wanna see I wanna see an engineer with a trunk working in a little chef.
2: Oh in space. I can show you an engineer with a trunk. But we'll he's working in a little that. chef in No, space. he's not working in a little ah. chef. He's wearing a little spacesuit and he looks angry. Ah. <laughs> and he's got cross pupils,
0: because know.
2: Um <laughs> So yeah, and so that's continued for a while, there's been all sorts of novels and the youngest know, predator stuff and then. And then a couple of years back, um, about 2014, Fox were like, you know what? Fuck all that shit. <laughs> this is just, uh, it's just after Prometheus came out. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. We're going to reboot the expanding universe. And what we're going to start it off with is a trilogy of three novels. Aliens novels, not AVP. Alien novels. Alright, all right, okay. So, we got three alien novels. Out of the Shadows. Yeah. Sea of Sorrows. Great title. And River of Pain.
1: It sounds like an emo band album from the 2000s, but fair enough.
2: I have read Out of the Shadows and Sea of Sorrows. I've just started River of Pain. They are released as a trilogy. The first two have connections. The second one. The, the third one is not connected to the two in any way that I can see so far. <laughs> um, But... The first it one. is They
1: just renamed the two main characters. Yes. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it contradicted itself. It <laughs> itself.
2: Um, the first one, Out of the Shadows, is really weird because it's a sequel to Alien that takes place before Aliens. <laughs> with the idea that there's an outbreak in a mining colony because they discovered a, 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 an alien ship un- in the mine. What, an alien ship? An alien ship. Not as in a, Xenomorph. Not a, not a Xenomorph ship. Okay, I was going to say, in,
1: I can't picture those guys as piloting ship, anything unless they're doing it accidentally.
2: As in a ship belonging to a uh, 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 heretofore unseen uh, alien, an unknown alien race. A presumably, species! Presumably extinct by this point. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. It's implied that, that the alien, the Xenomorphs wiped them out. Mm. Um, and that creates an outbreak. And they get, they get back to the mothership, which is in orbit, and that fucks up all sorts of stuff. And then the mothership, which is waiting, which is, you know, in bad shape, because one of the landers was an aliens on it, and it crashed into the mothership and fucked everything up. They pick up the Narcissus, the shuttle from Alien. Okay. And Ripley. And they wake Ripley up.
1: Hang on, Matt. Aliens begins with Ripley being woken up. Uh, okay. Yes. What? Turns out, huh? turns out, yeah, Ash, what? Ash, yeah, synthetic from the first film. Ian, I'm definitely not Ian, a bad guy. I'm definitely Holmes. not
2: a bad synthetic Holmes. He <laughs> uploaded his AI, a copy of his AI, into the Narcissus shuttle's computer, and he's been trying to find another sample. So he crashed. Ripley's essentially escape yeah. pod. He's still following Executive Order nine three seven. Oh Jesus. To try and bring a sample back. Okay. Um so Ripley gets involved in all this and she gets really fucked up on the way down the planet and she meets Queens and all that sort of stuff. And the miners
1: Queens? Yeah. Queen aliens? Yeah.
2: What? Yeah.
1: But she'll she meets the Queen Alien for the first time in Aliens. Ah. Ah.
0: <gasps> ah.
2: Ah. So, they get her back up, and there's like her and one one other miner who left alive, and they get back up to the mothership, and they're like, alright, we'll get a new shuttle, we'll go. And then Ash is like, the Ash AI is like, nah, no fucking way.
0: Oh No my fucking God. way.
2: Uh, what we're going to do is, you're going to put Ripley on that med pod. I'm going to fix her up, wipe her memory, and you're going to put her back in that hypersleep and you're going to let us go. Okay or i'm going to like destroy the station cuz i cuz i'm in the i am in, I'm in, I'm in the ship's computer now as well as wait computer.
1: wait wait so so ash is like no you're going to leave her alone you're going to put her back where she where you found her and, and... you're going to let us
2: go so i can find another sample and take it home
1: so his intention is he's going to wake her up wherever he lands make her get a sample be it a face hugger attached to her face or bring him back an egg or something, or getting to somewhere where we can I'm get sample the, back to Wayland. I'm guessing the thing. implication is he's going to use her as a as an incubator. Basically, he's going to yeah, get her yeah, face huggered, put her back in stasis, yeah. and then take her back. Geez, he's Christ. still following the special. Arts yeah, alien. of course. Yeah. Um, but if, if, if shit, with, man. So, that's I mean, that's a. Pretty cool idea.
2: So, but the last... What happens is they get her in the cryotube they get her back to sleep and she's got a memory wiped. Mm-hmm. But the last miner who's left he manages to get into the narcissist systems and wipe out the Ash AI. okay. So then it's just left with her drifting back towards Earth at the end of, it, at the end of this book.
1: What's weird about this is it implies in the alien universe people can conco- conduct memory wipes. Well, it's one of those
2: like fancy Weyland medpods like you see in Prometheus. Okay. All right. So it's like got a bunch of stuff that he can do because okay. like Ripley gets properly fucking jacked <laughs> up. Like she gets like one of her legs torn open and stuff like that went on the planet. So yeah, they, she but she this fixes up good, doesn't it? Um, okay. not Remember, it. which is the thing Ash does, I think actually, because um, they put another woman in it first to try and heal her up, and Ash just straight up uses the pod to kill her. Oh god! It's like basically just like laser cutter. Open up the juggler. She's dead. Now put Ripley in.
1: Jesus Christ! He's like, you're gonna do what I'm asking. Yeah, or I'll just kill any of the crew member who ever needs to use this thing. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Because they all need medical
2: treatment at that point because they've all been really fucked up by the aliens. Is he
1: still weirdly formal? Yeah, like sort of but quite. I think,
2: I think if I remember correctly, it's all like computer text. Yeah, like, he's not voice. He doesn't have a voice. He's yeah. just like over the over the monitors.
1: Okay. Um, oh god, that's even freakier.
2: So that's. That's Out of the Shadows. We are actually texted from
1: beyond the grave.
2: It's alright, it's weird, but it's alright. Okay. Then is Sea of Sorrows. Which Please is tell
1: Rip- me Ripley doesn't get woken up somewhere else. Oh no. Oh thank god.
2: Sea of Sorrows is, is a sequel to Out of the Shadows. Right. But it's set after Alien Resurrection. Originally Where the fuck. Originally So we're skipping ahead two hundred years. Oh yeah. Originally it was gonna write Alien Three and Alien Resurrection out of canon and be set, like, after Aliens. But then Fox, at the last minute, turned around to the author and were like, no, maybe not do that. You have to say it after Resurrection now. So the writer then has to do this sort of... Which
1: implies that Fox, behind the scenes, they still are open to maybe doing a sequel to the Alien franchise itself, so they don't want to write it out of existence. Possibly. Okay. Or something that Ridley Scott's got planned for a covenant sequel will tie into themes that are present in Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. Okay. We'll see.
2: Um, oh, God. So basically, um, <laughs> the writer then has to do this sort of acrobatics where Sea of Sorrows is set after Alien Resurrection, and when the Ariga crashed into Earth at the end of Resurrection, it fucked up Earth so bad that Whalen Jatana, who by then had been reduced to like a Shadow of the Farmer Cells, were like, we can use our atmosphere processing technology to, terra- to terraform Earth and fix it for everyone. <laughs> and then that made them into a megacore again. Okay. So it's a cyclical thing of, like, the United Systems military has fallen through in the aftermath of Resurrection, and <laughs> Weyland-Yutani is a super corporation again.
1: So you can't kill Weyland-Yutani Apparently ever, not. basically.
2: Apparently not. Um, and they're trying to recolonize that same world that was had the mining colony on, on um, in in Out of the Shadows. And then there's this guy called Decker, Not Deckard. It's not. It's not Blade or nothing.
1: Okay. Um. Alan, I'm not not Decker. Alan Decker. Think about the future. And
2: he's like, he's like an admin dude, but he's also an empath. Right.
1: So, so got, they're like, bringing level, in psychic yeah, abilities he's got into like, the, low the Level alien. empathic well, no.
2: abilities. Bloody hell. Um. And he <laughs> finds out that this colony world that we we're on, which, as far as I know, was uncharted, has an old mining, uh, operation on it. And he's like, "What the fuck?" we reports that to Whether Gitzani. Okay. Who, of course. Know that there was an old mining corporate operation that.
1: Yeah. Because it was theirs.
2: Right. And they covered all that shit up.
1: And they covered all that shit up because
2: there's an alien. There's aliens there. Oh Jesus. Um, <laughs> only these aliens
1: remember Ripley, or at least her scent. So the yeah, these are the ones. These are spawned then off the from... aliens
2: that she meets in out of the shadows.
1: Right. Okay. They
2: recognise Decker as being of the Destroyer. Decker is somehow a descendant of Ellen Ripley.
0: Okay.
2: Somehow.
1: Well, and he can, he can. Amanda could have had a child. I guess her daughter. No, she died childless. Amanda died.
2: It's stated in Aliens that right. Amanda died childless.
1: Because Amanda Amanda, survi- Amanda survives the events of Isolation, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, to, yeah according according like, aliens, because yeah, like that last like forty minutes is alienless, and it's you escaping. I have no idea. Can... I'm not finished. That oh, okay, so. I'll I, I, um, I say something else then. Um, just, just put it this way: you know how the working Joe's might be the scariest thing in the game? The working Joe's are the scariest thing in the game. Oh, and what do you say for the end of your horror game? The scariest things in the game. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Fair
2: enough. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that sea of
1: sorrows. Okay, I mean maybe maybe it's maybe Ripley had like maybe she's one you know she's not as she's not a oh balls. They she's not it. an only child. Maybe she's got siblings and like it's it's the you know what I mean like I it's know. parental they, thing. They, they, they mention it, but it never, they never go into detail on how that's the case. So, like, maybe the the Ripley clone has shanked someone. what? Maybe they maybe no. in space Charles Dance got it's, pregnant. It's <laughs> actual it's actual Ripley. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Because uh, because like the
2: the person <clears throat> chat, the when Yutani person who, basically they send him back there because he can sense the aliens to get samples. Yeah. And it does end on a downer. do end up with when getting viable samples of the aliens. Oh shit!
0: <clears throat> but they okay.
2: to get or anything because River of Pain, which is the third book, yeah, is a. It's a new version of Newt's Tale, which was a two issue. Uh, miniseries that Dark Horse did, which is a direct prequel to Aliens. Okay. The outbreak on the colony and how that all went down.
1: Yeah. So, River of Pain is like a new version of that. So, which... River of Pain is a sequel to uh, Sea of Sorrows. No. No. Oh, no, but in terms of that release, like it's part three of this trilogy. It was, of yeah, books. it's part three of that trilogy. But, but it's, it's not, not a sequel story wise. To the and it's actually a prequel to Aliens. Yeah. I because the
2: title of River of Pain <laughs> is the translation of Acheron. Okay. Yeah. A pain. Okay. This is one of the rivers to, to the underworld in mythology. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, James Cameron. And I've only read a little bit of it, but it's still, so far. But I know it ends with like it recounts sort of there's, a, there's like these are small garrison of marines on the on the colony. Yeah. And it ends with some of them escaping before the other. So that they can do something there. else with that in the future. I'm assuming. Oh. We'll touch on that as well. Oh, shit. Because it's not the only bit of new expanded universe material which features colonists escaping from Hadley's Hope. <laughs> Jesus. There's so much. Because Dark Horse also <laughs> decided to do new comics using all of their licenses. Ah, Prometheus. now is this this is
1: the four-way crossover, yeah, isn't it? this is Fire and Stone. The which
2: is Fire and Stone and Life and Death. The so first one's Fire and Stone.
1: They're a crossover between, see if I get this right, Prometheus, yeah. Aliens, yeah. that... Branch of the franchise. Yep. Yeah. Predator yeah. and Aliens versus Predator. Yep. Yeah. The four prank franchises crossover. Yep. Yeah. Hit me boy. Basically they Hit use Hit me bending boy. They use four issue
2: minis <clears throat> in each of those under each of those titles mm-hmm. to tell a bigger a longer story. Okay. So the first one, Fire and Stone, Here. starts off with a bunch of peop- a bunch of people on a mission to try and find out what happened to the Prometheus. Okay. They go to lv two two three,
1: which is the planet from Prometheus. We'll get to Prometheus. Yeah. Um, the series hasn't accidentally been retroactively contradicted by Covenant, has it? No. Because if it has, no. Dark Horse might have to reboot again. No, it hasn't. Okay. okay. Uh, Spoiler alert, Covenant is basically Prometheus 2. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. Um... And basically, they LV two two three because because the, the black oil spilled everywhere because yeah. of what happened in the in Prometheus. Yeah, it's like started mutating the planet, and there's all sorts of new wildlife and stuff.
1: Oh, I, I guess it does kind of that.
2: contradict what's <clears> in um, what's in uh, Alien Covenant because there's full on xenomorphs in LV two two three now.
0: Okay, well, yeah, that and just it, con- yeah, and it's basically the really story
2: it. of like this salvage team is there and they get picked off and they wake up another engineer and that engineer's really pissed off and starts killing people and there's aliens there and then they manage one of the couple of them manage to get off the planet and then their ship gets picked up by predators <coughs> and then they get back to the planet and there's like one predator called Ahab who's trying to go after Aiden. they call him Ahab he's yeah. trying to go after engineers
1: so and, uh, Ahab the white whale yeah. okay I've and then of. Fire
2: and Stone picks up about, like, like a year after that where it's a bunch of colonial marines getting some shit with some uh, predators and then crash land on this planet. And they find the survivors of Fire and Stone have been holding that there for a year. It's like these two humans, like three humans and a an and Ahab. Yeah. And then <laughs> shit goes south and then they have to picturing
1: off. a predator with a sailor's cap and a pipe now. Yeah,
2: pretty much. <laughs> um, and they basically, they eventually, finally... Get off planet, and like these, like but there's only like two people left alive. A out, out group of colonial marines in life and death, and they're all right. It's not great. Like okay. the Prometheus stuff is kind of it just. There's one. There's <laughs> one
1: yeah, it sounds like and a like, lot of the later parts but, of these franchises. To be fair, like it's okay. the last. The last
2: things I'll talk about, which are which have just come, which are coming out at the moment, um, is this two aliens mini series. Yeah. There is other like new expanded universe stuff. There's been a couple of AVP novels. I've not, i not touched them, I can't really, so I can't really get into them. But these two current series that are ongoing: is Defiance, Aliens Defiance, which is a twelve-part limited series written by Brian Wood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think issue twelve is out either this week or next week. But I've read the first 11 issues, and it's about a colonial marine who's disgraced, injured and disgraced, and gets sent on a mission with a bunch of combat synthetics, which are like halfway between Bishop and the Working Joes, in terms of like appearance.
1: Okay, so they're like so humanoid,
2: like, but yeah, but clearly robots. It's ostensibly a rescue mission. Right. But they get there and they find the ship's infested by xenomorphs, and so it turns out they were sent there to bring back specimens.
1: Right. And the, okay. lead,
2: the leader of the combat synthetic unit, Davis One, is like, nah, fuck this shit. I'm not taking these things back to Earth. Um, he removes himself from the net, from Weyland-Yutani network and he's like, and he turns around to, to Zulo, the, the marine character, like like, um, we can go back and we can get court-martialed for failing our mission and you can continue being disgraced or we can take this ship and we can try and find every other trace of the aliens we can and fucking wipe them out. And that's the series. Okay. But the two problems being that well, the two other the two have mean that Zula has a back injury from her, which is why she's disgraced because she basically got in her first battle and got injured straight away and paralyzed. Shit. And she's she's receiving therapy <laughs> for a back injury, but the longer she's away from Earth, the less effective her therapy is. Mm. Um. So, like, she needs to go back to Earth at some point. And Davis has taken himself off the network and he's writing code for himself to make himself slowly more human in okay. terms of his emotional processing and his thought pros and his personality and all that stuff. Okay. So he's trying to code himself to be more human. um, And yeah, it's a it's, it's really cool series. And, and uh, yeah, I'm liking it so far. There's still there's one issue left to go. And I'll, we'll see how that ends up. Um, and finally, is Alien's Dead Orbit, which is a four-issue miniseries by James Tocco. Yeah. He did Orkstane and a couple of other things. Um, which is a great he's, he's a writer-artist, so he writes it, he drew it. He's a it, artist. He it, penciled it, everything. <laughs> Let, pencil,
1: lettered it, lettered it. Accidentally it. put his coffee down on one of the prints. Was like, "Damn it! I'm just gonna have to yeah. work with it." Oh no!
2: Um, but the first one issue of the characters out, now
1: has a halo.
2: Only, the, only the a first, brown, runny halo. Only the first issues out, and it's like, basically, it's the story of an engineer who's been not a not a Prometheus engineer, a yeah. like a human who is an engineer by trade. Who's <laughs> the only survivor of a station that's been fucked up by an infestation, and it's mm-hmm. basically him. In his wits and what few tools he's got left to survive. And there's some flashback stuff of like how the outbreak started. It, it looks like the station picked up uh, a crew who had been infected and we were in cryosleep. Mm-hmm. And they brought them out of cryosleep and then later, later it hatched. It looks like that's what happened. But it's a four-issue miniseries, so there's still three issues left to come. See what happens. But that stuff's pretty good. There's some good aliens expanding the universe out. Oh, like <laughs> aliens Defiance and Aliens Dead Orbit are well worth picking up. Um, if you're desperate for some alien stuff out in Shadow's... Sea of Sorrow, they're alright. River of Pain is apparently is apparently pretty good. And these are um the full cast audio drama version of River of Pain and Out of the Shadows actually.
1: Is that the Dirk Mags um, one? Yeah. With with it's like it's like a mix of American and British actors and Yeah, stuff. yeah, the yeah. Um, the River of Pain one is like Philip Lennister Yeah, and uh couple of other people
2: whose names I can't Anna, Friel, uh, Anna Friel. Yeah, Anna yeah. Friel. Which I, when I was looking at, I was like, um, This is a really interesting cast list. I'm not sure if he's done Sea of Sorrows, but he's definitely done Out of the Shadows as well. Um as, as audio dramas, I'm we'll probably gonna check them out at some point. Um, so yeah, it's it's yeah, there's some good stuff out there. But uh, Fire and Stone and Life and Death are okay. They have problems, and most of those problems <laughs> stem from being more influenced by Prometheus.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Prometheus. Let's deep dive into this well of what the fuck. <sighs> so Ridley right. Scott announces back in
0: 2010.
1: I think they started six. production on a new movie set in the world of the Alien films.
2: And it was based on a script that had been knocking around for, year, for a while called Aliens Engineers, which was a blacklisted script. Yeah. Not blacklisted in No One to Produce It, it's, it was on the blacklist, I think, which is like the unofficial list of the best scripts in Hollywood that haven't been picked up yet.
1: Yeah. Um, doing the rounds, and eventually it's like, yeah, it's happening. And everyone goes, oh shit, <laughs> so it's an Alien prequel. And him and others took great pains to say, every chance they could, no, this is not an Alien movie. It's set in the universe. It's not a prequel to Alien. It isn't the story leading up to Alien. But it is using one specific element from that first movie to tell its tale. And that element is the space jockey, the ship that they find, the derelict they find How did that get there? That was their original... What that was original that They were putting pic, out yeah. there. Like, how did that get there? And then they What is Damon that Lindelof alien? And what is going on? Yeah. And, and then they game script off. <laughs> Damon Lindelof comes along, rewrites like crazy. He's a script doctor. <clears throat> they bring in to
0: fuck up healthy scripts. It's like... Like, I don't understand why people keep hiring Damon Lindelof.
1: It's like going... He takes right, perfectly good scripts and, and fucks them up. This script... This script is perfect, it just needs, a, we just need to get, put a band-aid on it. We just need a band-aid yeah. on one specific bit, so don't worry, we've called in the best man for the job. Oh, and here he is now. Hi, everybody! Like, that's basically what's happened Hi, Damon Lindelof! <laughs> <laughs> he comes in, and you it I'm here to introduce... holes. Like, it leaves with, like, several bullet wounds, Uh, three extra limbs sewn on, and a polar bear head. Like, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense... Um, Prometheus is a visually stunning piece of work. Oh, it's a gorgeous looking film. If you've got Absolutely the sound off, this film. is a gorgeous thing to have on a screen in a reception oh, yeah. at a trendy media place. And some really nice creature design and effects as well. Some great, cre- yeah. some really good creature puppeteering and, and, uh, the CG is really nice in it as well, and isn't it? Oh, bad visual
2: effects. Wonderful. I say wonderful. It's actually nerve shreddingly tense and yeah. harrowing scene. Um, involving an emergency cesarean section.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you think just cutting the jugular and saying, now put Ripley in the pot, it's scary. Like, wait till you see a woman having an alien baby pulled out of her stomach. Yeah. That sequence is great. Now, I will not deny the body horror of Prometheus is pretty damn great. Yeah. Uh, Not referring to the prosthetics that Guy Pearce is wearing. (laughs) 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 So, <laughs> <laughs> that's another baffling thing about previous. Yeah, now it's got a really nice performance from um, Numi Rapace yeah I love Numi Rapace it's got a fucking great performance from Michael Fassbender as David love Michael Fassbender Michael Fassbender playing Peter O'Toole in Lawrence of Arabia playing David yeah which is brilliant um, and it's got some really nice science fiction in it too but it also has characters that don't make sense Character choices that are beyond comprehension, and it's clearly a movie in the style of Lost and other stuff that Lindelof touches, which is, you've come in with questions, we're not going to answer any of your questions, <laughs> but we're going to make you leave with other questions. Yeah. That is not how you bake for another movie. Before,
2: before, we, get you, in, before no,
1: we get into deconstructing this film, yeah, tell us the plot.
2: Ah! Prometheus. What's, what's Prometheus about? How many laptops does he have? He has <laughs> so
1: many laptops! <laughs> so, Dr. Shaw and her partner are amongst those who are studying on Earth. Evidence that life on Earth was created... What we perceive as gods and different cultures think of as god and, and gods and, you know, uh, beings from above and everything. Well, op- Life on Earth was created It opens. It by... doesn't open with that, though, does it? No, it opens with a shot of a giant naked white man <laughs> in a And It looks cloak. like he's
2: made out of marble.
1: Yeah. Dissolving himself into some water. <clears throat> and that. On the Gulf Lost Falls, I've shot a sketch next to that waterfall. It's in um, Iceland, in, Re- yeah, in Reykjavik. Yeah. I've shot a sketch next to the waterfall, and I think the thing we shot, which involved me as a Bolshe director and my co-star as a man in drag, I think our thing was probably the most inspiring thing shot at the Gulf <laughs> Lost Falls. <laughs> because the opening Prometheus may look good, but when you think back to it, you go, the fuck? What does that mean? They find evidence in cave paintings and everything... Uh, From different societies, different cultures, that is identical. Where they're like, oh my god, these are the same thing. Mm. And they find enough evidence to insist that it is not only not from Earth, there is directions. There are coordinates. They find what they believe is a map. We're going to find where we came from. We're going to to meet our creators. What a really interesting idea for a sci-fi movie. Yeah. Um, Bit risky, but you know, go for it. So they man an expedition. With uh, it's way, we- it is Wayland, isn't it? It's Wayland Industries, yeah. It's not
2: Wayland in yet,
1: no, yeah. It's Wayland Industries, um, which was started by Guy Pierce's character, who you only see, you see the as a hologram as an old frickin' thing. Um, and you see Guy Pierce in all the promos leading up to the movie's release as well, doing TED talks like 20 30 years before the events of Prometheus and all yeah. that. So he's funding it, and you get the sense that he's like, I'm an old man, and I would like answers, and I'm not very well, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. you only see young so, Guy Pierce in,
2: in the, the supplemental material. The hologram that you see of him in the film, yeah. brief him, is old old man makeup old of Guy, Guy Pierce,
1: And he's like, right. You've woken up now, you team of biologists and geographers. Oh, we're going to spoil the shit out of Prometheus, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Just in case you haven't seen it, you've been sent out into space. You're following your coordinates. You're following the dream. You're going to see maybe where we come from. As an old man, I know. End of my life. As much as I've done everything, I would love to know ultimate answers, and that's what you lot are out there to do. So mm-hmm. go forth and discover. Go forth and find what you can. They arrive at a planetoid, but basically they find uh, what we think is crashed, but it turns out like to be a dormant vessel a dormant ship very similar to the one from Alien so of course uh, the first thought you have when you see because it's there, isn't it? the image of it being sat there the first thought you have um, is oh my god are they on the same planet that Alien's set on because there's, there's a thing like there's that ship although well, you know it isn't because they call it LV 223 ah, but it could change its name over time Mince, but that, shut up what means they're trying to invoke that feeling in you so immediately yeah there's like... a lot of trying to invoke that
2: feeling in this movie so
1: immediately you're like well, here's the Alien connection and they tour the corridors and they find like a door no, it's, slammed down. They don't find and... the ship
2: straight away, they find the dome. Oh, that's it, yeah. And they find the ship
1: <clears> under the dome. That's it. Uh, there is a beheaded figure. It looks like uh, the door has decapitated them. And it's uh, a space truck. It, yeah, it's nine foot tall. Like, it's huge, it's wearing an armour, similar to the one we know from Alien. Um, which we didn't know was armour until this movie by the way
2: yeah we thought that was just
1: as did the Dark Horse artist who did that first Dark Horse series (laughs) Um, the biologist uh, one of two on the team who is there to study any potential like plant life or physical (laughs) life sees this beheaded nine foot tall thing and goes nope this isn't what I signed on for what you're biologist. You're being paid millions of dollars and you've been in hypersleep for four years. You knew what your mission was although when you think about it, when they're watching that hologram, is that them finding out what their mission is apart from Shaw and, and a partner? Yes. What the hell? So, <laughs> that happens. They go back to the ship. The geologist loads
2: of people checking out. The geologist who is mapping the tunnels with his drones. Yeah. So has a live map Yeah. of the tunnels. Yeah. Him and that biologist get lost. Yeah. He is mapping the tunnels with
1: robots. Yep. And he gets lost. Lost. Much like the entire movie. Uh, we've got Idris Elbra's the captain, who's just hanging back on the ship. He's pretty cool, alongside Charlize Theron, who is the daughter of of uh, we don't the head know of the that company. Yet, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, she's 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 merited... like she's like high up in the company. She's, she's married to Victor. like
2: yeah, she's like an executive, and it turns out later on that she's Waylon's daughter, and Wayland does not like does like doesn't accept her, which is why he built David as like a son for himself.
1: Yeah, so David is like early. Early AI, like he's, 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 he's ve- one of these early
2: droid model, but he's more advanced than later ones we see in terms of like <clears throat> <clears throat> emotional ability, like an ability to.
1: And it seems like David might be an anomaly from what we're learning. Covenant David is is like an exception, and it's not necessarily because he's been built to be more emotional. He, he's curious, yeah. Like he spends his four years alone on on the Prometheus while everyone's in hypersleep, like absorbing culture, specifically liking Lawrence of Arabia. He dyes his hair and cuts it like. Um, like uh, Peter O'Toole, and talks more like him. When we get to this planetoid, David starts to explore things a little bit more. And it's very different from Ash and Alien and, and all the stuff that's come out of that. It's not like he's been sent there to do this. It seems like he himself is just experimenting with life that he finds there. Be, yeah. it, he has be, it, explores, be it be it water. No stuff. Yeah, that's perfectly yeah. it. Um, so the film turns into a body horror flick whereby... Fucked up shit happens to these people, and none of them react like actual people to it. Because it's this black goo, which is like some incredibly
2: advanced mutagen, Mm. which like rewrites your DNA and creates... mon Like, it creates this enormous snake monster out of a mealworm. Yeah,
1: well, it's a penis cobra. Yeah. It's a vagina cobra penis monster. Yeah, basically. That the biologist, who ran away from a severed head of a body that's been dead for hundreds of years... Suddenly reached out to things like, Hey there, little buddy! And it, Hey there, old chum! fucking crushes his arm and slithers down his throat. Yeah, so why was he terrified of the dead thing that's been dead for hundreds oh, of years but also, was okay going near the scary looking penis vagina
2: snake? Also, in terms of evoking that feeling, you yeah. get a similar scene to the egg chamber scene in the original alien by their walking in a room. Full of We're these full of, sort the of containers of black oil. Yeah, they're which like look these
1: like vases. Eggs, but not quite eggs. Yeah, they're sort of rounded and they've got open tops. They're like tall cylinders, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're and yeah. And one of them touches the goo, and then the goo starts to really mutate him and fuck him up.
2: No, that's 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 the geologist gets sl- smothered in it later on after the right, snake after the melts his helmet thing. onto his face. Oh, because there's
1: two snakes, isn't there? Yeah.
2: No, no, there's one snake. There's only one snake. But it sp- it spits acid at. Five Field. That's and melts it. Melts his helmet onto his face, and he get, and he gets covered in the black oil. Yeah, and then it
1: it um it goes down the throat of the guy. Down and yeah, just crawls on his throat. Um, you and, remember these names? I'm um, I'm amazed because the... all I remember is Idris Elba. Yes, Charlize Theron, Numi Rapace. He is um,
2: Lawrence of Arabia, man. But this this room of, of <laughs> containers also has a mural. Mural of, of alien Queen. The, there's A mural which of an is... alien queen and aliens on the wall, which
1: is now redundant. But and, we'll get
2: back to that. And you also see like what is, appears to be like old camera footage, but it's holograms, because of course it is. And, these yeah. engineers running away from something. So you know and that that's...
1: something has been birthed in here that has terrified even them. Yeah. And it's possibly the reason why there is no one here. They fled or they've all been killed. The only evidence of one they found is the decapitated body of one that was killed by the door. Or possibly something like got them as they went through the door. But, but it definitely got killed by the door. It's definitely the door. But yeah. like all the implications yeah, of that point, they were, were like, something. Something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, later on, you find out that it might be something that they mutated from the goo. So of course, as an alien fan, you're watching, thinking, "Oh God, have they created the alien? Is that what's happened here? Is like uh, as a xenomorph killed them? Is it because this goo seems to be like, that snake thing's kind of like a face hugger in the way it operates." Like it goes down the guy's throat and you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. so there's, there's yeah. a bit of this, maybe it's that, I wonder, like, oh, I don't know, oh, what, oh, oh, yes, oh. Mrs. No, oh,
2: madam,
0: oh. Long story
1: short, people get infected in different ways, Nimura Pace has something that's inside her that I think, does David it, put it in there? No, I can't it's, remember. It's um, Holloway, it rid- her boyfriend.
2: Yeah. David infects him with the black goo. That's without it. Him knowing, and he starts mutating Because he's got that weird then, thing in his eye. Yeah, he has a weird thing Yeah. And mm-hmm. then they have sex.
1: Of course they Holloway do. and Shaw.
2: Yeah. And Shaw gets pregnant, which is weird because she's sterile. Yeah. And then Holloway like go starts to mutate and go mental and they kill Holloway. Because there's
1: some deep meaningful stuff there, if I remember correctly. Like one of the questions she wants to ask creators is like, Why can't I create life? Like it's like, oh shit, there is some really deep cool stuff in here. There's lots of thematic stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: Um and then basically yeah, so
1: Ridley Scott read the bible got drunk handed some cliff notes to Damon Lindelof and turned that into a script
2: yeah read Chariots of the Gods and was like oh yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, so, so, yeah so she, she, she is she, pregnant she, she, like she she's goes like into three the months pregnant. Oh, oh so they say then there's a reveal that Wayland is on there no the, wrinkly, yeah, old Pearce, wrinkly old guy wrinkly old guy which is not a twist because you're just like right and then there's why? the whole, and uh, some of the some of the employees know because that's the thing with Prometheus as well we only really get to know about seven of the crew. Yeah. The rest are generic Wayland grunts. Yeah. Um, because the, uh, the because it turns there. out they're all involved in this apparent cover-up. Now, there is no reason for him to be there. Other than maybe ego, he wants to stare his creator in the face. He's and say, old, and he—what's th- no, he wrong with him? But they think they could cure him, or make him, him him make him immortal. Yeah, basically. but of course, you know, maybe you could just stay at home in stasis because that technology exists, and wait for something to be brought back that could save you. But whatever, fine, do this if you want, family, ding dong. Um, so that's really annoying. On top of that, he's brought like the ridiculous, sophisticated medipod and all those things. Which is only programmed for male
2: operations, despite it being in Vickers' private quarters. Yes. Which is the first hint that something's weird, but yeah. also still makes no sense.
1: So Shaw uses it to perform an emergency C-section on herself. Which you know that know how thing to that, do. that males. Yeah.
2: Do. Well, that's kind of the tension in which she's like she yeah. has to kind of program it on the fly to be like, do this thing, but doesn't quite know how to do it. But yeah. it Does do it.
1: It's freaking horrifying. It's yeah. probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, hands down. A, sh- hands down. A, a machine performs a C-section on her and pulls out a riding tentacled beastie that starts to grow bigger yeah. the longer it is outside. Like, when it pulled out of her, it's relatively small. And even there, as she's trapped in there with it, waiting for the thing to open, it's getting bigger. Yeah. So it's like... This is freaky and doesn't that look an awful lot like a boneless face hugger? Yeah. It's just a jelly spider thing. This is really horrible it's a big big squiddy monster. David starts to fuck shit up. Um th- there is a the engineer strapped to there was a dominant engineer in the ship basically. There was one that yeah. is still there. One in, in cryosleep. It awakes and viciously murders David, like tears David's head off, it kills, kills everyone. Wayland Starts murdering peeps left right and center. And it tries to take off. Yeah. In the ship, of yeah. which. Is there two ships? No, there's one ship. It's just the one ship. Tries to take off. Don't work. No, it does work. Does work? But then they end up bringing it down. Right, somehow. oh god. And. It collapses, it... and Charlie's The Run runs away from a circular yeah, thing. The circular in a ship line. is rolling on the ground, and she runs in a right straight line, and <clears new> the <throat> Pass rolls to the side.
2: Charlie's The Run gets crushed, and the Uber Pass doesn't. Yeah. She, the engineer follows her and tries to kill her. And he's like, and, she, and then she like opens the door where the monster's being held. Yeah, and so, she to, out so she's almost
1: like, "Oh shit, that thing's still in there! Yeah, and it, I will trap this thing in there with it." And, and no, they will not, probably like, kill each other. No, she lets it out. So it oh, takes that's it. it. Yeah, and it's like, and at, and this this point, at this point, at this point, it's engineer. at this point, it is a um, Japanese schoolgirl's ideal substitute teacher. And yeah, and so many tentacles. They're just beating the shit out of each other. And well it just face, it, just well, it, face over, it overwhelms baby. him yeah. and shoots a cock down his throat. Yeah. So it is a face hugger. Yeah. Um she gets in the ship with David, severed head in a bag. And they're like, Which we're is still conscious. For the home She's like, everyone's died, it's not gonna be in vain. We're going to meet our creators. We're gonna go to the home world where the ship came from. I wanna yeah. know what the fuck this is all about. And off they set. And in the post credit scene, or last bit of the credits, yeah, yeah. we see the dead squid that has obviously served its purpose, the engineer bursts open and out comes, I think in this, the the notes for the... It's called, it called a Deacon. A, is it Deacon? Or was it Protomorph as well? Was it like a name that was doing the rounds? Protomorph was, a, was something that was in the original script. Because I know in, in Covenant, out. there is something that's been referred to as a Neomorph. Yeah. But yeah, so this, this obviously early or different evolution of what we know as the alien comes out of him and film ends. And it ends with us all going... What? what? <laughs> and we learned nothing. We learnt that maybe these guys created humanity. Yeah. They now hate humanity. For reasons. And not. it's possible they're making something to wipe species out. So it's just like they want to erase their mistakes. But none of this is spelled out. You all kind of have to interpret it from what you see in the movie. Yeah. What? Are they creating what we now know as the xenomorph to wipe out species? Or is that an accident? What were they running from in that footage? Like, there's loads of stuff that's left out. Like, is why is Shaw comfortably taking David's head with her when David is the one who put them all in this peril and mostly him by himself?
2: And as we find out in Covenant and in one of the pre-release things, she fixes him. Yeah.
1: She she puts his head back on his body. Yeah. Why? Prometheus is a bag of arse. Um, Made hard to attack because so many people defend it because it's a Ridley Scott movie. Ridley Scott only makes
2: good movies when he's working from a good script. Perfectly he put. only makes good movies when he makes a good script.
1: Which brings us to
2: Alien, Alien Covenant.
1: Covenant. Now we won't get into spoilers here. I think we'll save that for next week because yeah, we're running people still want see it. We're but quite long. Alien Covenant um, is a 2017 motion picture by 20th Century Fox directed by Ridley Scott. Well, let's it's go to the like, chase, Chris. What did you think of Alien Covenant? Alien Covenant is Prometheus 2. It's an extension of Prometheus in as much as it gives little shits about characters, although it's learned from some of its mistakes. Yeah. It does not want to answer any questions. No. Still, it wants to create new theories, which will lead to new questions, and it also wanted to be an alien movie for, I assume, crowd-pleasing reasons, because of the reaction to Prometheus... And the overwhelmingly positive reaction to the reveal that Neil Blomkamp was working on an alien sequel to the original series yeah. that everyone went, oh my God, we want to see that. And then Ridley Scott and his team came in and went, well, I'm gone. We're still doing our Prometheus follow up. So we're going to work on that. But because everyone was excited by that, let's make our film an alien film as well. This isn't an alien movie. It has the hallmarks of a basic alien structure in its third act. A lot of it. But it's... And and to be fair, like a lot of it does follow the plot of the first alien. Yeah. If you look at the basics of like... People arrive, they find a thing, they look through the thing. It reminded
2: me... It echoes the first alien in a similar way to how The Force Awakens echoed the first Star Wars. But... (laughs) Not very well.
1: Yeah. Like, Um, done poorly. So, a team led by... um, <clears throat> James Franco's captain. Well, that's not, not... a spoiler. It's in this in the prequel, like short film thing. <laughs> not far. Uh, it's, uh... it's a colonization mission. <laughs> They're taking over two thousand humans in stasis to a new planet that they have found. It's a f- eight year journey, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Um, at, at regular but very far apart intervals, the main crew, who are like roughly a group of about twelve individuals, are woken up. To... No, they only get woken up because the. Shit but, was... Oh, I, th- I thought the implication was like they'd be woken up at like a couple of key stages no, on the no. journey just they're, to make sure they got
2: woken up because it needs to make repairs. Oh yeah.
1: it's but, but an emergency. They, but they definitely flew the mission out first, didn't they? Like they went to hyperspace yeah, after yeah, yeah. everyone else did. Um, so, like they're you know they're the ones who run the, run this shit show. They have got two thousand frozen people and like two hundred frozen embryos or something like that. Yeah, as well. Um, so they're gonna go off. And they're going to go to this planetoid that they've done all the research for. They're awoken up in an emergency by their uh onboard ship um, computer mother. And the synthetic. And the synthetic. Walter. Walter. Who looks like he is the non-renegade um, sort of version of the conveyor belt of David. He's David. Like, he's David, basically. but he's not David. Like, he's... Yeah. And it sort of implies something I didn't really like, which is at some point in the Alien franchise, they made these robots look the same. Which I suppose would make sense to a degree. like Especially if you're looking at the logic of like the Working Joe stuff in isolation and things like that. And mm-hmm. the fact that oh, Bishop, the implication that maybe there's more than one, they all look the same. Um, but either way, it's like, okay, so David didn't work. David was like the personal one of Wayland and it wasn't right. So here's a better version that is less prone to do some horrible stuff <laughs> and is really perfectly pleasant. And Fassbender is the best thing about this movie. In that, yes, he plays two characters and yes, because you see flashbacks to David and Wayland at the beginning of the movie, so I get a sense the, of, of, the, of, of why the story...
2: fucking long yeah. flashback opening, which should have been cut yeah. and used in viral marketing, and they should have put the Last Supper viral marketing mm. bit at the start of this film, then had a fucking time jump. That's what they should have done yeah. with this movie, because oh my god, that opening scene
1: goes on for Fucking ever! But Guy Pearce had to earn his check, yeah? Jesus! Um, So that's your connection to Prometheus, boys and girls. (laughs) Like, this is definitely a continuation of that story. Uh, They're woken up on emergency by Walter uh, and Mother the onboard Computer because something has damaged the exterior of the ship. And while they're out and about, they pick up a distress signal from a world which may or may not have a breathable atmosphere like the planetoid they were going to. And it's about four years earlier than planned. It's apparently a better match. Yeah. Like it's it, it's a much it, better match than the planet they had stayed out. If the world they were going to was like ninety percent perfect, this is like ninety five. It's yeah. it's it's there. So uh under duress from some of them, specifically one crew member, our our lead, sort of the, if the, the posters are to be believed. Yeah. Uh, Dan- uh Danny, she's called him, she's, she's Daniels. Daniels, yeah. Um they head down to this planetoid. They discover that this planetoid has human vegetation, but it also has certain uh, what's it called? What are they called? Mi- not microbes. What what are they genome stuff was it? What were they called? I don't know. It's, it's got certain. It's sort of got certain bacterial life on it yeah. that reacts with human hosts. So life that has just sat there in pods and in water and everything that's done nothing, but now it has something to live in. It starts to respond. There's also someone living on this planetoid inside the remains of a certain horseshoe-shaped ship. Well, the horseshoe-shaped ship's there, and then there's like a city nearby. Uh, An ancient city. I think I'm going to say it because uh, I want to give... I don't want to give spoilers, but I do want to give you guys a heads up if you want to go see this movie. I want to reassure you this is definitely a Prometheus sequel and not an alien movie. Yeah. The person living on the planetoid is David from Prometheus. I won't go much further than that. I think that's a good place to leave it because you know what you're going to get now. There are alien-like creatures and an alien. Yeah, at some point you will see a you know a close to the the alien we know, the Xenomorph. because uh, it's not quite there, is it? So it's not a lot quite. more in, it's a lot more insectoid. And neither is the CGI Hey! Hey! Now, there is a physical performer for a lot of the alien creatures in this. There is a creature known as the Neomorph, which you've seen in the trailers, the fleshy-looking thing. Mm. There's, there's a couple of them. And that uh, that and uh, the Xenomorph, brackets, S, bracket, um, are played by, I can't remember the actor's name, it's Havia something. But he's the dude who does a lot of physical creature stuff in recent years, like uh, Crimson Peak, he was all the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the... Um, crooked man in 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 uh, Conjuring Part Two, and he does a lot of work as uh, he's that guy who did cosplay as Finn from um, from Adventure Time uh, that went viral because it was hilarious because he, he obviously picked on the fact that he is not the right proportion for the characters to yeah. do it because he's like seven foot nine and really skinny. So it just looked adorable. It was like, that is a cool... Cos- he's like he's like one of the two Finn cosplayers that have become notorious. Obviously yeah. the one being... Future, uh, future Finn. Future Finn, like the big muscly bearded yeah. guy. Uh, which I think made it into an episode, didn't it, eventually? Possibly. I think they had like a visual nod to it at some point. Imagine like, surprised. yay, there he is! Um, but yeah, he play, He did he, he delivers some great performance stuff as the creatures, but it does look like they have favoured motion capture to practical in some shots. Because the CGI doesn't necessarily lend the same real, plausible terror that the older films in this series does. It does feel like you are watching a CGI creature sometimes chasing after people. Why the fuck did not they get (laughs) ADI to do it? That's a very good question, actually. ADI's relationship ended with these movies with Requiem. Uh, Because when... um, a V P Requiem. We'll talk about those movies another day, believe me. But uh, yeah, because they didn't do Predators either. Robert Rodriguez got a different company in to do Predators. Well, not, they've not got the same history they have with Predators. They have with oh no, no, but, but considering their Predator work on it, a- because I think the Predator designs and animatronics are pretty gorgeous and the two Alien, the two A V P movies. Yeah, the Predator stuff, part the Predator part of that is definitely the stronger part yeah. of those movies. But I think I think they've sort of almost been uncoupled from that franchise because A V P was still sort of seen at that point as the same thing: Aliens and Predators. Are Apart the same in the same boat, so which is a shame. um But then again, based on the 2011 thing, like ADI can be overridden to be mostly visual effects rather than practical nowadays, based on the director. Um, Those thing though, they were beautiful. Those practical effects were gorgeous. So I watched all the George Rockall Schmidt stuff about it, and it's just like, oh, they looked amazing, and you can tell how annoyed, like. Tom Tom Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis are about it all because yeah. it was them. I think it was still their department who did the visual stuff, and they've had to expand their effects yeah, department yeah. to focus on CGI now. So they're still practical house, but they also have to have an equally large team of CGI artists, and it's just I want so. Harvey did down, Chris. Oh, no, I know. but yes, but yes. Yeah, so, uh, visually, again, this movie is stunning, but some of the CGI feels slightly out of place now that we have faster moving creatures and beasties compared to Prometheus. Um... The acting across the board, I think everyone's quite likeable. No one's, no one stands out as a dud, I think, in this movie. I think they're all quite enjoyable to, to watch. Um, there are a lot of characters that they will kill off in ways that seem like they're meant to be big and shocking, but you don't get to know those characters enough to give a shit. Uh, there is one visual effects shot of an item floating in a well, which they were clearly so proud of, they used about eight times in the space of five minutes. Mm. Um And I think, oh God, I think the opening's intriguing. Mm. I think the body horror in the second act is good, but the plot sort of falls apart there a bit. And then I think the third act's fine until you realise that it is just an alien movie rushed into 25 minutes. Yes. And not done particularly well. No. Don't be fooled by the posters saying from the director of The Martian and Alien, because those two movies are a different class from this one yeah the, and it's all to do with the scripts yeah it's a mess this wants to be an alien movie but it's a prometheus film because it focuses on creationism you the know, creationist theory and 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 where we came from and like what does it mean to be alive and when a species has supposedly run its purpose like should we cancel it out or you know it's just it's 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 too lofty for a movie that also wants to be An alien film. It's equal parts. Alien is terrifying because it's simple. It's
2: equal parts. Aliens
1: is terrifying because it's simple.
2: Alien monster movie and quiet contemplative um think piece on the nature of humanity and playing the flute. Yeah. Let me do the fingering. (laughs) Um, You hold it. I'll do the fingering. fingering. What would they Thinking think they when will. they wrote that piece of dialogue, the cinema, the whole cinema just sniggered.
0: It's hilarious. It's
2: the loudest snigger I've ever heard in my life because it just had an, an entire cinema full of people just go. <laughs> we'll
1: turn it, we turn it. turn it a sea of Tim Curry.
2: <laughs> and that's that's a pretty universal reaction to it. From what I at that particular yeah. moment,
1: like oh, the memes are on their it's way, my just, friends. Oh
0: good.
1: Um, reasons to check it out. Fastbender is very entertaining as always, and it's nice to see him play two characters, especially playing opposite each other. Yeah. He does do the fingering. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh if you like your body horror, yeah. There's definitely some there's decent some body, body horror, horror in this in movie. This, yeah. Um if you like your spaceships to feel realistic and gritty and freaky, like like alien and stuff, like yeah, some like the actual spaceships and everything are pretty cool. They, they've yeah. moved on from its set a few years after Prometheus, so uh, they've moved on technology-wise to the point where this is a bit I more commonplace. Because in Prometheus, it was a bit shiny in places They still. say
0: it went
2: missing 10 years ago, but then stuff that happens in the movie indicated it must have been more than 10
1: years ago. Yeah, but, well, it happened but, 10 years ago, but they've also been hypersleep for some of that time. So maybe they're, uh, just, they're talking about 10 years prior to when they set off. Uh, or, uh, I don't know. So there's that. Um, do you get any answers for Prometheus? Uh, one, you find out what became of Shaw and David. So you get that, I suppose. But there's still a fucking enormous gap. Yeah, if you're looking for answers about the engineers, by the end of this movie, you realise, yeah, they're not going to bother. They're, they're not going to bother, bother telling that story. And they really should because yeah. I think a more interesting movie would have been where have we come from. Where yeah, it would have been te- it would have been ten times more interesting. Of a place to go. Um... Danny McBride shows that he could probably do quite well in drug, like Yeah, I, I enjoyed seeing Danny McBride in a serious role. I think he's
2: fucking great in this.
1: Uh, James Franco is distracting. Not his performance, but like? just his presence. What does he smell like? Barbecue. <laughs> Unwashed Promises. <laughs> he smells like Burnt that bacon. sock... That you only wore for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Like, you had you had a lazy day, and you only wore a sock for a couple of hours when you went out to do the food shop. Somehow it's fallen down the back of the couch. You've missed it. It's not particularly stinky, but it accumulates the stink of a few weeks' worth of time before you find it. And you go, is this dirty? And you bring it to your nose, because it looks clean. You bring it to your nose... And you take a sniff. That is what James Franco smells like. That's what this movie smells like. That's very true. Uh, I give it a. If we're doing the star rating, two stars. Like it's yeah, two stars. It, there's there's enough to hold your interest, but you will come out of it going, eh, and you'll probably want to just watch Alien or Aliens again. Yeah. It's yeah. <clears throat> it's not the alien sequel you're looking for. No. wait too? You, where, you where would you put it in your alien ranking? Off the top of your head. No thought no thought before this, ladies and gentlemen. Um... So so it's so like discounted A V P you've got the four alien flicks, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I think it's technically a better movie
2: in terms of craft mm-hmm. than Resurrection. Yes. And three. And Prometheus. Mm. So it'd be third. That's a weird thought, isn't it? But. Oh. I enjoy Resurrection in three a lot more.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so okay. I would put it fifth
2: out of six. Yeah.
1: I, I, agreed. Prometheus yeah. is at the back end for me with any covenant just ahead of it by a, by a, a margin. Because um,
2: this does fix a lot of what's wrong with Prometheus, but all the problems it has... Well, the problem is it relies on Prome- it relies from from Prometheus, Prometheus yeah. existing to exist, yeah. so it's, yeah... yeah. So all the, the problems
1: it's got, it's inherited from Prometheus. Speaking of inherited problems... You, you guys have emailed
0: in! <laughs> um, what have yeah. you said,
2: Just swines? We do need to get into Covenant Spoilers next week, though, because I want to tear it Oh, the yeah. we can we we give you a chance um,
1: to see it if you haven't already, and then we will stick a knife in it. Uh, we'll, we will clutch its face, stick our penile tubes down its throat, It's and one of those films, problems in its chest. Like, the more I think about it after having seen it, the less I like it. When we, when we finished it, um, I was like, eh. the cinema. I was like, I didn't like it. And you went, I don't know. Mm. And I remember you saying, like, as, as we parted that night, you were like, I need to think about it a bit more, but I, I, yeah, it was alright. And then you texted me like two days later and said, The more I think about it, the more I hate it. Yeah, right. <laughs> summed it up beautifully. Um,
2: <laughs> but yes, emails. Um,
1: emails for the mind.
2: We've got another one from Canon
1: Smallwood. Oh dear. Hello, Canon. If that is indeed your real view, I have written you another song. Oh,
2: God. To be sung to the tune of Hickory Dickory <laughs> Dock.
0: <laughs> sure. And in true what? Doctor Who
2: style, I will follow up with a clue as to my real identity. <laughs> I think I know who it is. <laughs> Hickory Dickory Dock. Oh. This week was a pile of cop. Uh-huh. The clock struck eight. It was in great. Hickory Dickory Dock. Tick tock. Tick tock. Wibbly wobbly bill. Hossigen wasn't brill ten minutes in, I reached for the gin, wibbly wobbly bill. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock, spacey, wastey, nard. I want this episode barred. It was too grim. Where's John Sim, spacey, wastey, nard. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock, humany, wominy, moth. I turned the episode off. Graham Norton came on, and my hatred was gone. Humany, wominy, moth. Hickory, dickory, squee. Oh, who darling could I be? I'll give you a clue. I liked up to who? Hickory, dickory, squee. Thank you, Karen Smallwood. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I endorse that view or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, Oxygen. Let's get our thoughts out of there because I know y'all want to know. Oxygen.
2: I, I didn't mind it. It's nothing ice. It might be the <laughs> weakest episode of the series, but it's still better than 90% of the last series.
1: I, I like the idea uh, Dear. I love the political edge to it. Yeah, I, me too, but I didn't like the way the episode was just, we defeated capitalism. Hurrah! <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think even Jane Ma- Ma- has, has turned around and gone,
0: yeah. yeah. I
1: think we're going to head... Drop us off at head I think, office. I think we have a few complaints to make... I think they're going to get to head office, and then head office are going to shoot them yeah. so that they don't tell anyone. This isn't a victory. That'll be what sparks the revolution. Um, <laughs> I wanted that as an epilogue. I wanted the final yeah. scene, the episode to them to be like, "Well, you've got a complaint, and the person at the desk just takes a gun out, and just shoots them both in their head." Then he's like, "Oh, that's never going to get out." Okay, keep selling oxygen to people. But I think I think <laughs> even Jenny Matheson has turned around and said, "Yeah, that might have been a bit heavy-handed." <laughs> it's too late now, uh, though, isn't it? Uh, um, no, I, like, I, like I like the, the idea. The I like the idea of spacesuits walking on their own, performing functions with the corpses of people inside yeah, them. That right. is a that's really a, that belongs a creepy in a weepy That belongs in either a horror film or a video game. Like it, it, it it's, yeah. I mean, like that's something you think you'd find think somewhere. Else.
2: Maybe. Well, oh,
1: I just like the idea of the suit. Like the suits continuing their duty, but it wasn't duties in this. They were stalking people. But yeah. I would like the idea if you found a spaceship where the suits have continued to work. And the bodies that just happened to be in the suit Still, that'd be nice and morbid. I think some of the, the prosthetics were nice of people's decayed faces, and the, the fact that some of them were swollen and bloated. They got new spacesuits finally. Yeah, jeez, well, new uh, spacesuit like, props. Like the helmet design, like <laughs> yeah. the sort of the spotted glass kind of look to it. Because it was obviously it was glass, but it, it sort of looked plasticky. It looked like the kind yeah. of thing you'd just pull out of a pocket and woof, there it is, which is what they did. Yeah, which was quite nice. Um, so that was cool. Nardole was weirdly my favourite thing about Nardole, it. They. Why Fucking did a deep retool
2: on his character? Like they have. this is not the same character that was in Roosevelt's *River Song*.
1: But they sort of imply that as well. Yeah. They're implying that he's been made to be on top of the Doctor's shit. Like the Doctor, head. the Doctor, either the one that we're following or one somewhere else, because he keeps saying like, "You told me to do this," and he's like, "Oh yeah." It's like I don't think he's been forgetful. I think another doctor has put him on this. I think possibly I think, the one in the vault, David Bradley. I um, think Nardo.
0: <laughs> I'm Nardo. <not all.
2: laughs> uh, I think that's still a stupid fucking name. I think he's he's become bitter and and cynical after his beheading because he's funny. definitely got an edge to him that wasn't there before.
1: Yeah, he's not the character we met. Arguably, even the first two times—never mind just the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um it's working out. I never thought in a million years I'd say my favorite thing about the episode was Nardole, but it was. Um, Bill's all right. Like she was a little, she was a little annoying for me this week. But I think that's because the episode was sort of written for whoever was the companion, as it were. Like whoever was the companion was just going to—it was sort of like a fill-in-a-blanks episode. Which felt weird after we'd spent so much of the last four weeks getting to know her specifically. Felt a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but Paul Mackie's was alright. Um Peter Capaldi was clearly having fun. I don't like the twist.
2: Yeah, the blindness thing is really strange. Even if... And uh, not just because it brings back the freaking Sonic sunglasses. I just don't understand why they did a fake out.
1: There's no point.
2: Yeah, it's... it's I, don't, I don't get it.
1: I don't get it. But if you want to do a fake off. out do a whole lot like, it comes back and it's like oh cool you're gonna repair your vision now about that what well, I lied I can't fix this and I'm not it's not going away I think I'm blind for good like that'd be more of a twist than I'm not blind <laughs> I'm still blind don't tell her <laughs> do you know what I mean it's just weird I, and yeah. again like why is that the twist after after two really strong endings two or three really strong endings in a row of what oh, is in this fall like to suddenly make this how this weekend it was kind of stupid. It's just like, oh, alright. But it's part of a loose trilogy, apparently.
2: So I guess that'll be a running theme for the next couple of episodes.
1: Yeah. Maybe he'll end up getting it back, who knows. Yeah. I didn't love it. Maybe we'll just regenerate. I didn't love it, but there was enough in there for me to go, alright. Yeah, it was alright. I think the best way to describe this series so far is it's very much like series seven. In that there's some good stuff in there, but it's not it's still not like great. It's just yeah I'm having fun this year. Yeah.
2: Um certainly having more fun than I did last year. i actually mean, watched the whole season. Well, actually last year
1: we had a lot of fun because we didn't, have,
2: didn't bloody have oh, any. Last season actually. <laughs> Fucking you know. hell.
0: Uh, oh
2: mince. Luke. Luke the ginger fan. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um <coughs> Hey big damn gang. I'm back to take over your podcast with my absolutely bonkers questions. <laughs> Once again, I have answered each and every one myself. <laughs> Fair enough. I am interviewing Matt Lucas for my own podcast. Nice. Really? nice. done. The Bottle O podcast, available on YouTube and SoundCloud. Plug, 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 plug. Is it Matt Lucas or is it the severed head of Matt Lucas mm, attached to a new body? It's not all. I was wondering whether you have any appropriate questions. <laughs> is it Dan Sharot with Ping Pong Ball eyes. Maybe. Um, I was wondering whether you have any appropriate questions for me to ask him, as my, many of my listeners are in our early teens.
1: Okay, uh, appropriate questions to ask him. Um, mm, why? <laughs> Just why?
0: Why? Uh,
1: no, I think I think if, if it's re- if you're talking specifically related to Doctor Who, for example, my question would probably be: Did he did he choose to approach Nardole slightly differently for this series, or was it sort of a mixture of of the the writers wanting to do something different with the character, yeah. and, and like the fact the character was going to be around for a lot more than one story. Because obviously Nardo was very much a comedy character in his original original appearance; like he was meant to just be a sort of a comic relief, oddball. And now there he's...
2: was no relief in any of that comedy. No, but like, like it's... it was a
1: it was a comic, <laughs> like
2: it was a comic imposition. But what I mean like, is, it was holding you hostage
1: when... with its scare quotes comedy. <laughs> What I mean is, the character was written as comedian guest stars in the Christmas special, silly role, daft lines thing.
0: Oh but in the God. series, but
1: in the series so far, he's been one of the things that I've actually enjoyed. He's been playing it relatively straight. Actually. So, so was, uh, what I want to know is, Nardole's character shift—was it his choice, or was it a conscious choice of the writers? And he was as surprised as we were to see it being different. Uh, outside of that, the other question is. If I pay you a hundred quid, will you come to my next birthday party dressed as Georgie Dawes and just play the drums all night and give people points? Yeah. We love you, baked potato.
2: My question is, can we have another series of shooting stars with George Dawes, please?
1: That would be great. No offence to Angelos Epithemu, but there's just something about a man in in a giant baby wandsy playing the drums. What the (laughs) stories of George Dawes? Um... Uh,
2: second question question the second spoil all of Torchwood as quick as you can <laughs>
0: Um.
1: some characters you care about take part in stories that aren't always worth your time and <laughs> a bunch of them die uh, just watch Countryside and Children of Earth if you can't be bothered watching all of it
2: there you go Alright, I'm going to go for it. Um, (laughs) uh, Gwen stumbles across Torchwood, replaces a dead one. Dead one comes back. Death itself comes back. Kill the dead one. Kill death. um, Giant rock vagina. Owen dies. Comes (laughs) back. Jack's brother is a thing everyone dies apart from Yanto then there's thing, then aliens want children government sells children to aliens Yanto dies Jack's no longer immortal Gwen's a mum uh, Jack's immortal again because <laughs> I didn't finish that series Jack Rock Vagina
1: Jack Rock Vagina it's Jack Rock Vagina
2: okay. um, this was Luke's attempt okay uh Gwen discovers Torchwood Susie dies Gwen replaces Susie dies again Jack leaves Jack comes back Gwen's boyfriend discovers Torchwood we find out Jack lost his brother and Bo Shane Owen and Tosh die all the children on Earth speak in unison Gwen is pregnant Frobisher dies Jack sacrificed children back in the 60s Yanto dies no one can die Jack is mortal Some Weird Thing in the Earth caused it Esther
1: dies cool that was longer than I expected Some Weird Thing in the Earth is the Jack Rock which I... <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, awesome. I would recommend. I would recommend if you've never seen it I would recommend watching Torchwood um because there is stuff in there to enjoy. Uh, have any of you watched Community? And Children of Earth is phenomenal. I watched the first ten episodes of Community, realised I didn't need to watch any more of it, but I can see why people like it. I've tried to watch Community and bounced off it a couple of times. Uh, it's
2: never really grabbed me. But I I, I hear people, people love it.
1: I the thing, know. I admire them greatly, especially for that, uh, you heard about the Beetlejuice thing they did. Mm. They made uh, a Beetlejuice reference in one episode, they made another Beetlejuice reference in a later episode, then they made a third Beetlejuice reference... Each time they say Beetlejuice, and the third reference, in the back of shot, faintly, Beetlejuice, like, appears in the corridor. And it's not noticeable unless you sort of, like, watch the corner of the frame where your focus isn't meant to be. So, essentially, they went Beetlejuice, 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 and Beetlejuice appears. Brilliant. That is a great running joke. That is a well-thought-out, long-running joke. Um... But apart from that, I just couldn't. I just I, couldn't it, do
2: it. It's clearly quite well written, but I've just never had the time to sit down and watch a bunch of it. Um, Luke loves it. Um, <laughs> have you? Any of you listened to the Doctor Who themed rock band, Chameleon Circuit? Luke has. Luke really likes them. I'm glad you like them, Luke.
1: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I'm not... i I think the sting. I think the rhythm, the, the 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 hook of an awful lot of running is quite funny. But then, they're quite good. But then you realise it's just the Doctor Who theme tune in a slightly different tone. So you're like, oh, so they didn't even come up with that. Also, aren't half of them sex offenders? uh, I'm not a huge fan of themed rock bands. I'll leave it at that.
0: Cobbladdin'! (laughs) Cobbladdin'!
2: John Baptiste and the Stay Human there, everybody. Uh, Sorry, this email was rather long, but actually, I I don't have a reason.
1: Goodbye, enough. Farewell. (laughs) Cheerio. Ta ta. So long, farewell, off you to Saint Ta P.S.
2: I did a P.S. to make this email longer. I like
1: that. Swine. Um Lewis Christian. As I live in breathe. He sent us a video as link. As I live and eat Brie. He's, he sent us a video
2: link. Estonia not qualifying for the Eurovision Live final is the most upsetting thing this year, don't you agree? And I, then a
1: link to a YouTube video. Now did you watch Eurovision this year? No. I found myself completely suckered in I watched the whole damn thing. It was the least what we watching It was the here? least cheesy Eurovision and it was kind of wonderful. What, what are we watching here?
2: What is this? What? Are... This is the video that Lewis has sent us. It's "Quick Tomb and Laura" Verona 80s version. Eurovision Estonia 2017. So this didn't make it in. Apparently not.
1: What on earth? Huh?
0: I don't know what this is. What? But is this something that Lewis has sent us? <laughs> Good. <laughs> what is going on? I quite like this.
2: I love those dirty sins.
0: <laughs> you can't
2: call them that. <speaks again>
1: What's the twist? There's got to be a There's gotta twist There's got to be a here. twist. No, this
2: is just a four and a half minute long song the Lewis sent us. <laughs> and he says he thinks it's a tragedy if so didn't qualify.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you gave us context, but at the same time,
2: what on earth? Oh. I... I... What is... What? What... What is this? I, I was quite infused. I say infused. amused. I was quite amused by the fact that this was supposed to be... This Eurovision Song, <laughs> Song Contest was supposed to be celebrating so diversity. diversity
1: and everyone was white. Did you see the opening film? No The opening film was all about that Like the pre-shot thing Yeah Everybody featured in the opening film Was white Every single person Everyone is now, white Now I know technically Song contests You could be celebrating diversity Specifically regarding music You only cover different musical styles But they were all the generic Eurovision pop songs So there wasn't even that But obviously the message you meant to put out there Is celebrating diversity In all aspects of life And culture and art Yeah It was just a bunch of white people Singing shit pop songs That was it Like this Shit pop song. Oh god! I don't think this is a shit pop song though. It's a bit bland. But Eurovision, this is fucking. Yeah, but if you want to capture my imagination, Eurovision, you've got to wear shit tons of prosthetics and perform as a monster rock. band Oh god! That's when Lord. I'll pay attention. Um... I can't listen to any more of this. Yeah, you Lewis, can. You're why... gonna you're gonna put this on a loop when you get home and dance why to it in the are you shower. Doing this to us? <laughs> But that's it. That that that's the whole of Lewis's thoughts. I don't endorse that view. <laughs> uh,
2: finally, we have an email from Ian.
1: Yawn. cough medicine with clout, and it's going to come in a voice. Oh, Are you ready for the voice? Um, wait. Let me let me prepare myself. Go.
0: Dear Nostalwet, Russian I was going to rhyme my email for last week, but I took too long and didn't send it in time. Such a coincidence that someone made theirs in, into a song. What? Yeah. Aliens is on my list of, of perfect films. No matter when it's on, I'll I'll watch it. It's my heart's favourite movie ever. And and she remembers after seeing it in the cinema getting a sticker saying, I survived aliens. I adore the teaser posters for alien Covenant. The one with the egg. It's my (laughs) favourite. My 50 word review as it was very good. It's on my list of taste of the era What?
1: Um <laughs> was that was that Matthew breaking character there for a second? Yes. Okay.
0: Oh uh, this is about um <laughs> oh, it's I didn't even question himself oh. mid paragraph. What? This, this this one's about knock knock.
1: Oh right oh, oh okay.
0: Ha- haunted house. Yes. But the most creative one we've had Effects beautiful if the CGI was bad I'll forgive its basicness Wish people had, had been had been taken into the into the wood instead of eaten. the um Suche excellent wish we had more of him and, and, and DWM spoiled what the lies look like eight out of ten <laughs> My review of Oxygen <laughs> Out of 10. That was my review.
1: <laughs> Matt, exhale out of 10. <laughs> due to... due to, due We're not paying you for this script, by the way. <laughs> due to ext- extremists? Extremists? Come again? The pyramid at the
0: end of the world and, and, and the lie of the land being a kind of 3 part. I'll, I'll save my reviews until the last one. But thoughts beforehand. <clears throat> the photo of the monks on on DWM looking so organically burned. Extremis. Brilliant idea, but it is it's more fat. And it does have Missy in it, so the trailer looks great, and then, but it's going to be super, super crammed. Super crammed. Pyramid at the end of the world. I Brilliant pur- title. I mean, I've purposely not. But, but that will be the only good thing. I pu- Harness is so heavy handed. I've purposely not read the synopsis um, of the... the. The Lie of the Land. I, mean, I don't know what it's about. It, it, it's it's Whit House. So it will be very interesting.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what is this? Uh, Toby, being you in White House, I don't... What do.
0: three 90s movies are your favourite? Wait,
1: what? <laughs> what?
0: what? 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 What's your favourite tunnocks product? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Jurassic Park Triple Bill with Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park there we go um, uh,
2: favourite 90s movies uh, oh, I don't know because there was a lot of movies that came out in the 90s that's a really big question Jurassic Park Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park Jurassic Park Jurassic Park Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park and GoldenEye ju- Ha <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> Golden Eye's not
2: that good. <laughs> uh, I uh, the they The Mummy. <laughs> yeah. The Mummy's a good one. Yeah, that is a, that is a good the, film. And Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> what, what's your favourite Tunnock's product for us? There's more questions. The favourite favorite. what product? Tunnock's product. What the hell is a Tunnock's? You know, they bit the caramel bars. You know, that come in the no. Golden Red wrapper. Oh, I have a tun- car- I'll get. I'll bring some tonics, caramels around really next like, time we do the podcast. Really like caramel. Oh, mate, it's good.
1: I'll eat one live that's for good. the sake of. I'll, I'll bring you some next time. The sake of nonsense. But, to- for some. T- for some. I've, t- eaten, a, I've tem- eaten a dog biscuit live on television. I will eat anything some for ton- comedy. Tunnocks <laughs> t- 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 t-
2: t- is tasty. <laughs> oh, that's not gosh. the actual title. That's just one I made up because I'm good <laughs> like that.
1: Um, back to the email. Sorry. <sighs> Anderson's relish tastes right on out it lots of. In in lots of shows. Oh my God! How long is this? There's,
0: there's an episode about an evil parallel universe where every, everyone's in, in black and, and has some evil scar or, or a haircut, or eye patch, or something. If you're evil, what would be your evil look?
1: What's well, so like if we met our alternate universe counterpart, for example, yeah. there was the evil. Stereotypical Star Trek like style, the, like
2: the mirror universe, Spock has as
1: a stash, and an evil brigadier has an iPad. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, I think mm. um, evil me <clears throat> would probably have a full beard, and I know that's, I know that's you know like an archetypal one of the facial hair some kind. But I can't grow a good beard or mustache or anything,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I think evil me would at least have that one upon me. You um, would, you would have like a full. I think you'd have a full Fu Manchu style mustache. I would have, sexy... and he'd collect his separate beards and keep them in jars just to mock me. Be like, look, I grew that one last week.
2: I would have sexy Kai high boots <laughs> and nothing else.
1: God, if if evil. <laughs> If you Shouldn't did, be.
0: if if you didn't do this podcast with each other,
1: who who <clears> would you have done it with? I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. Big Damn Cast is us two. It's a stupid answer. Yes, that is that is a silly question. Failing that, Matt's evil universe counterpart in i high boots and nothing else. Um, <laughs> I might start doing
2: some other. I've got some other ideas for, for for solo projects, but they wouldn't be in the same sort of genre as Big Damn Cast. Yeah. Um. So. This is its own
1: thing. This is its own thing. Um, I Um, (laughs) I mean, in terms of like, I was doing other stuff, I'm sure, like, we'll dip into other things and try other stuff as well. But, like, Big Damn Cast, it's us. Big Damn as a concept was something we've been wanting to do for a
2: long time. So, yeah. Now, a crossover? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad
0: idea. Mm. A, crossover, a crossover podcast and uh, uh, Hitler's going to tear apart my warm bread. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Get out Eddie Izzard! What have I told you about coming into the podcast? I'm coming uh, in <laughs> um, Finally. Uh, my, my, my theory about, about what's in the vault... I, I've, I, I've got a theory. It, it's a demon... A dancing demon. Not written no, that. That's not. that's not right
1: there. Oh, God. You actually wrote that.
0: Can I just say... He wrote that. that. It, it gives me great joy to make Chris weep like a baby, laughing so much. Not laughing. He, here's, here's, my, here's, <laughs> my, here's, my, here's my picture of what I think you both get up to after the podcast.
1: Oh, good Lord. What does that say? It just says censored. From this is censored. from Ian. That's true, we do censor things. We do censor things. Censorship! to cover covers chin, it looks like balls.
2: But no censorship today. No, sir. No, sir. We're diving into our big bag of 1,001... (laughs) (laughs) ...of of 10,000 PlayStation 2 cheats. Even though it's not actually 10,000 PlayStation 2 cheats. It's 10,000 PlayStation 2 and
1: PlayStation cheats. Because it's some PlayStation 1 stuff... In here, maybe they consulted ten thousand PlayStation Twos and asked them what their favourite cheats. Were. What's what's been our most requested cheat today? Game for cheats, Christopher. I, I don't. What? I don't, I don't. Give me a letter. Um, give yeah. me a letter. Uh, a- Aliens versus Predator extinction. I don't. Is that in here? Uh, probably not. I Let's imagine. have a look. It's a PS2 game. It is a PS2 game. It depends how. It, it, it wasn't it very was. good either. It's no. where I learned about the different classes of
2: alien, though. Which is all non non canon now. Yeah. Uh, are we? Uh, no, no. PS1, that's PS1. Alien Trilogy.
1: Alien Trilogy. No, I don't want to do Alien Trilogy. I want to
2: do alien Resurrection. Yeah, maybe. I was just checking these notes. Predator uh,
0: Concrete Jungle.
1: Oh, there is Alien vs Predator of Extinction. What the shit? Yeah. Oh, should I wish I'd known that one? I actually, yeah. have the damn thing. Okay. Okay. Right now, there's a lot. I mean, there's oh oh my god! There are so many. Here, here it is. There are so many.
0: Here it is. It's the cheat
1: corner once again
2: <laughs> this week. Alien vs. Spinner <laughs> <laughs> extinction for the PlayStation Two computer entertainment system. <laughs> is that what it was called? No.
1: Um. <laughs> code. Yes.
2: That's all it says. Just this code. All right. Pause the game and input this code. You ready?
1: Yeah.
2: R two R2 L two R two L two L two R2 L two R2 R2 L L2, two R2 L two L two R two L two Cheat Menu. So it opens up a cheat menu? Yeah.
1: That's it. That's it. That's
2: all what? That's all it does. I feel cheated. Pause the game and input this code. Did you get that, kids? Did you get it, kids? <clears throat> we ain't repeating it. Did you get it, kids? Did you get it, kids? kids? Did you get it, did you get it, did you get it, kids? Let's see what's Alien Resurrection. I used to have Alien Trilogy on the Saturn. (laughs) I've got it on the PS1. Oh, my God. There's so many passwords for Alien Trilogy. I got pink acid boots on is the the classic one. (laughs) All the weapons, limited firepower, invincibility, and access to every level enter this password. One G O T. Oh God! N K. Eight C One D B O O T S. So big! I am not going to read out all those passwords. You
1: know what? I think what well, I think what needs to happen is I think if you, if you want to if you want to if you want to live to see another day, I think what we need to do is you need to save yourselves by following Big Damn Cast on Twitter
0: which uh, section you could
1: email us big um, damn contacts at gmail.com
0: uh, you could
1: also join us for a cheeky oh, bit of fun over on, on youtube the uh, the big damn channel J3 is where we post videos regular content um latest episode of big damn love
0: was an alien
1: episode from matt which is worth giving a watch so i do check that one out and this weekend we've got a special little treat from me first theme park ride to be featured in big damn love so hope you enjoy that um, you oh, could okay, also, of course,
2: if you're not listening to us on Ratchet, iTunes, iTunes, you listen to us on YouTube.
1: Uh, we're both. So, so Alien Ratchet, We'll speak to you next so week. We'll menu, you go to options, um, screen, you
2: press circle. I love right, you all very dearly. Yeah. If you find this, so please tell it?
1: my wife and children and that I love them too. Oh,
2: the level and turn on infinite Oh
1: memo, God!
0: Infinite health. No drown. Oh God! no